Just, just, just go. As soon as I took a fucking drink, you're like, just go. Yeah. I was in the middle yeah, of a drink. Seven, eight, nine. Welcome, welcome back. to the underappreciated movie nail polish channel. Merry Christmas. Where four friends paint their nails oh. while talking about the greatest Christmas movie of all time, perhaps. Thank God I've been drinking since noon. This week on the podcast, I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. This week, I'm Tony. I don't know what's John. Okay. Uh, I guess. Oh. So, so normally we pick underappreciated movies, but this is our Christmas special episode. So fuck it. <laughs> and it is John is driving. I've heard that if you can't duck, uh, fuck it, duck it. And if you can't duck it, fuck it. It's a duct tape thing. You gave me two boozy beverages, sir. <laughs> yeah, we we all had at least one boozy beverage. So friends, uh, you tried a, a new uh, cocktail. Two, well, it's not new. It's new to me. Mm-hmm. Something called the Golden Cadillac. Fuck, this is a pretty polish. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lane's doing nail polish swatches right now. We, we may, exchanged gifts. She may talk about this movie. She may not talk about this movie. We, we exchanged presents, and I got good ones. <laughs> I got Make It Soap. That's right. Jean-Luc Picard soap. You're jealous, I know. Ben, you're losing your mind over there. I thought it was so hilarious. <laughs> It's, but then it was so small, I had to get you two. It's whatever, I'm going to use it. I'm almost done with my steak soap. <laughs> Are you done? All right. With this, my soap, almost. We're doing 1988's Die Hard. The OG, the original, the one that started it all. The one, the I Ching. To where all movies are like, hey, it's Die Hard on a boat. It's Die Hard on a plane. It's Die Hard in a train. Those are actual movie pitches that were made. Mm. This is Die Hard, period. This is our second Die Hard movie, although it is the first one. Right. And um, I know Ben watched it recently. Uh, I think oh, I wrote... he sent us an email. Oh, okay. Oh, wait a minute. This just in from the news desk. That's right, Ben. I didn't comment or like it, but I did see you share that you were watching Die Hard on social media. Okay. Dear Underappreciated Movie Gang. First, please let me apologize for not following through on my commitment to pass my thoughts on Batman Returns to You. Ooh. I have no excuses. To quote Eddie Murphy in episode 308, The Golden Child, I should be flogged, I should be purged, I don't deserve to walk amongst the clean people. <laughs> please allow me an opportunity to redeem myself by offering my thoughts on the perennial holiday favorite, Die Hard. His favorite character is Hans Gruber. He's so damn cool. Ellen Rickman swept into our lives as we, an English-speaking world, fell in love with him. Hans Gruber is why. His least favorite character, Ellis. God, didn't anyone waste a tear when Ellis, apparently too bored as a hostage, decided to commit suicide by Gruber in the most predictable way possible? <laughs> Favorite scene when Hans Gruber inadvertently encounters John McClane and immediately adopts the Bill Clay persona. <laughs> the quick thinking, the shitty flat, flat American accent, the fake fear of McClane. I aspire to be this kind of liar. Favorite line, Hans Gruber, what was it you said to me before? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. No, it's motherfucker. Motherfucker. So great. Favorite tertiary object, Els Twinkies. Yay, of course, yay. Has anyone not liked this movie? It's one of the greatest action movies of the 1980s, which is the greatest decade for action movies. It's the perfect movie. Thank you once again indulging me by reading my unsolicited thoughts. You are all the best. Happy holidays from you and all your listeners. Cheers, Ben. I don't know why Ben thinks he speaks to all of our listeners. Also, um, these are not unsolicited. Not unsolicited. We asked for them. <laughs> I always want fucking thoughts. All right, so Die Hard has got... With uh, a vengeance. No, just the first one. Okay. Has a Metacritic score of 72, hmm. which seems kind of low, right? 
but it has a tomometer uh, and audience score of both 94%. Okay. Which makes it one of the big ones <laughs> I yeah. think we've ever done. So, um, this movie had a, sorry, mm. la 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 la, budget. <laughs> you could have looked at any of this while yeah, I was doing at, uh, 25 at million and made 141.5 million in the box office. It was released in July of 1988, which I thought was interesting because it's a it's Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. <laughs> a lot we talked Christmas about this before. What was the last Christmas movie we did was also released in June. Iron Man 3? I don't know. No, the last Christmas movie. What did you pick? It was Carly's pick. Batman Returns. Batman Returns. And oh, it was like, released shit, in June. <laughs> yeah. But Iron Man 3 we was just, also released ben in Ben just mentioned it in his email. So a lot of these movies, I think, were made for Christmas, and then they were like, no, we need a blockbuster, and this yeah. is going to be it. The summer's when you put out the big ones. Mm-hmm. I, they didn't used to be married to holidays. Like, it didn't matter where your movie was set. If it was a blockbuster movie, then it went came out in the summer. Yeah. It didn't... You and didn't have to match your... come out in February. You didn't have yeah. to mention your theme. Even though Deadpool came so out. So, funny about this movie, well, I just want to get this out here, flop. is... So, this is actually a sequel to a movie called The Detective, starring Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and by right... Everybody knows this, but we got to put it out. They had to offer this role... To Frank Sinatra, who was in his 60s at the time, to turn it down. Which, surprise, he read this and was like, really? (laughs) He's like, no, I'm good, thanks. (laughs) Alright, so this was written by Roderick Thorpe, who we all know and love from other ditties such as Die Hard with a Vengeance. (laughs) Die Hard, uh, Live Free or Die Hard. Thorpe is the guy that wrote the novel it was based on. Yeah, that's why he gets the credit for all these things. Yeah, Yeah, but you could have skipped him because he didn't write the screenplay. I know, I just wanted to put it out there. The screenplay guy has been on the podcast multiple times. But he did write The Detective and Rainbow Drive and a couple other things that Mm -hmm. I've never heard of. Um, The screenplay was written by Jeb Stewart and Stephen DeSouza. Good old Jeb. Old Jeb. Been on the podcast multiple times. You may know Stephen DeSouza. He's been he wrote a couple things that you might have heard of. Forty eight hours, Commando, Lorecroft, Tomb Raider. Hmm. And old Jeb. Old Jeb, you know, old Jeb. And having a hard time clicking on old Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> vamp a little, vamp old a little. Old Jeb has been on the podcast before, I'm pretty he, sure. He she wrote said that. The Fugitive Just Cause. He wrote a movie called Lock Up with Sylvester Stallone, which we are going to do in the future. I've never seen that. Uh, Stallone I guess you will. Prison. Yeah. And, As he should. And hilarity <laughs> and hilarity ensues. <laughs> the director is John McTiernan. Welcome back to the podcast from Die Hard 3. Is uh, that it? Uh, no. He also did Last Action Hero, Predator, Rollerball. Yeah, welcome back to the podcast from Last Action Hero. Welcome back to the podcast from Predator. I just said all these things. But he and there was something else too. God, you're terrible at this. Hunt for Red October, Nomads, Thirteenth Warrior, Basic. Oh, Thirteenth Warrior. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus, Louisa. Don't, don't prep. I know. Clearly. Could you just read though? Don't prep. My internet it's, didn't work until about ten minutes ago. That's okay? true. Our internet was down for the last right. two days. It was a tragedy of epic proportions. And fuck Verizon in their wrinkled, rusted, rural assholes. Why are they so, rusted? So starring Is it made of metal. I was going to say starring Tom Cruise. Hmm. That's not be an interesting right? diehard. <laughs> starring Bruce Willis. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> From such duties as Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that it? And G.I. Joe? Do 
Did we do G.I. Joe? We haven't done G.I. Joe. No, we haven't. Did we do, um, what was the Matthew Perry movie? Uh, Home Line Yards. No, we didn't do that. John should pick that, though. No, I can't. It's too soon. Matthew Perry just died. Not ready yet. Mm. Um, I could pick it. <laughs> you could. Also starring Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. Welcome back to the podcast. Woo! This was his first movie role. He had been on TV and on the stage, and this is the first movie Welcome back he ever from did. A little chaos, right? Yeah, yeah, but he's been in more than that. He's been in a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, that we did. But I swear he's been in Galaxy more than Quest. That. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, what was that other movie he did? Uh, the, the thing in the thing. Harry Potter. Place and a, in a place that we all love him from uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, right. we fucking do. He was also in this little movie you might have heard of called Sweeney Todd. Mm. No, I don't think I've ever heard of that. So this is at least his third, fourth appearance. <laughs> Listeners, we're going to see Sweeney Todd. Yeah, we are. Hell yeah. Live on stage. Yeah, I'm very yeah. excited. You can you can feel it. <laughs> in your fingers. You can feel it in your toes. Tony and I have seen it on the stage before. and well, I've seen it three times. So. <laughs> this, will be, this will be my fourth time. And Tony was so excited. He's seen it that many times and he was like, um, we need to buy tickets. Well, so it was only he's, one showing. He's like, hey, do you want to buy tickets? You want me to buy tickets? We need to buy tickets right now. I'm like, all right, man, calm the fuck down. He was down. like, there's, they're low and there's only one show. I said, so buy tickets. That was it. There's one, one showing and then they're going to New York for the rest of their thing. Wow. I wanted to go see Beatles. Were there their pre-New York trial? Yeah, it's like in, their one shot. In fucking Norfolk? That, yeah. yeah, that's where I try out all my <laughs> stuff. We have a pretty good... Uh, also starring play uh, set Bonnie up Bedelia, who we all know and love from Die Hard 2. Mm. Or do we? <laughs> <laughs> and she's been a bunch of other things that I don't really know of. I don't know why she had a bigger career. She was good in this. She um, was good in this. Reginald Vell Johnson, who we all know as Carl Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> I could not not refer to him as Carl. No, Carl was the other guy. I know, but he's Carl um, Winslow. I mean, I don't... Some of us in the podcast will go through the entire thing. I'm only going to hit the, the high notes. We have... You're not going to talk about how one of the Johnsons was a Fratelli? Nope. Oh, bummer. Or, um, shit, what's his name? Young. It's caused more pain. Yeah, and well, he's gonna talk about, about Al Young. Yeah, I was. I had two more. I was gonna do. Okay, well, let's shut up then. I have Alexander Gunnendolf, mm-hmm. who um, Vigo. played Carl. Oh, uh, he was not Vigo. He was in the Money Pit. He was the husband. Oh yeah. Would you like to know some interesting things about him? Sure. No. He was a ballerina. Okay. Or I don't know what you call a male ballet dancer. A ballerina. A ballerino. But he was um, very close friends with Mikhail Brishnikov. Okay. And he traveled in the same ballet company as Brishnikov. And then they came and did, did a showing in the United States. And they were concerned he was a defector. So they made him go back to, like Russia was concerned he might defect. So then they made him stay in Russia for two years. And then he immediately defected. Yeah. And Fuck then it. his wife. Give me the crime. Give me the time. And then he worked for the American Ballet Company with Brishnikov until Brishnikov had a falling out with the director of the company. And then he left. With Barishnikov. So, like, apparently he was a good dancer and friends with Barishnikov, which is very interesting. But when he defected to the United States, his wife came with him, and then she immediately went back to Russia. Oh. So she was like, fuck no. Damn. It's funny. All right, so last person we'll talk about is Al Leung, who you know as the bad guy in any movie from the 80s. Yeah. He's the hatchet man from Big Trouble in Little China. No, he's the bad guy in any movie Didn't you say he was in six of our movies? He's, I think this was his sixth appearance. Big Trouble in yeah. Little China, Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Bill, <laughs> Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, 
He's been in tons of shit. <laughs> the Scorpion King. He was in Life's Action Hero, too. Deadwood. Yeah. We've four. He's been in all kinds of stuff. Like, <laughs> he has a bunch of... Like, he's been in a bunch of movies we did. But, I mean, most recently... Lethal Weapon. He's um. There's an escape from L.A. Forgot more about pain than Double Dragon. He was Endo. in the Shadow. Oh yeah, it was the Shadow. That was. <laughs> That's the it. The Shadow. Hot Shards Part D. He was in an episode of Renegade with Lawrence Wallace. Well, why? Why are you? <laughs> because everybody needs to go go line by line. It's this guy. That's was, like when I talk about people who weapon. used to he be in, in Trapper John M.D. Come on. <laughs> he was in. They live. He was in an episode of MacGyver. He was in Action he... Jackson. He was in She's we'll Having a Baby. She's Having a Baby? <laughs> I mean, it was in the 18th. I mean, the man has been in every goddamn... That's why I say, yeah, he was the bad guy. That that's too close. That's fairly fucking opaque, too. Yeah, it is. So, um, what'd you think going in, Carly? I thought, it's been a while since I saw this. And I think I might have only seen it once. So, let's wow. do it. <laughs> Riveting. Elaine. I thought, cool. Cool ass. As Tony would say. I was like, I never I never saw this movie. Is this that Moonlighting guy? <laughs> oh, you know what? I do have one more thing to say. Okay. So, turns out Tony doesn't own this movie. Um, what? So, we went to watch it last night. And I'm like, I mean, shit, we do, we're going to have to pay to, to rent this movie. And then I remembered that like a yeah, year and a half ago, <laughs> Aaron gave me all of the DVDs from her household because they switched to all digital. Mm-hmm. And we did have a copy on Blu-ray. <laughs> we had a DVD of this. A, not a Blu-ray. A DVD. From a DVD box set. Of the first three. Of the first oh, three. Oh, that's cool. the, the fourth one had not come out when yeah. we got it. <laughs> when we got it. And John has been complaining about how we're living in 2003 in our house. The whole time that the internet's been out because he can only watch DVD. I love physical media. I've been watching Las Vegas. He's like, do we own this? And I'm like, hell yeah, we do. We had a box set. Cool ass. So we had to go through all of our, we have, you know, like the CD characters that you used to keep in your car. We didn't spend this. That's what we have with Aaron's DVD. I noticed we didn't spend this time watching Reba. I'm just saying it's out there. He was watching, he was watching Las Vegas with that man from Elf. Literally and just said, I said, <laughs> and, and he's like, I'm watching Las Vegas. Is that the dude from Elf? He looks good. And then I said, the guy from Misery. I said to him, you know, if you want to watch something, and he was complaining about how cheesy it was and how 2000s it was. And dude, I said, it's so you know, if you want to watch something you've never seen before. We got Reba. <laughs> she's a single mother. She works real hard. I no, brought it she up. She loves she's her kids and never stops. And I said, a single mom loves kids doesn't stop. And I also said, this is better. The hand than with the heart of a fighter. This is also a better show than Reba. I mean, that's debatable. I mean, this was a gift from Tony. I don't know how long did Look, how my, long my did Vegas Tony, go? My buddy Tony. Six seasons? Uh, five. How long did Reba go? Seven? Ooh. Yeah, but. How do you know how long Reba went? Because I she have asked DVD. Mysteriously. <laughs> you could have watched Northern to Exposure or Quantum Leap, too. You've never seen that. All right, so here's a review <laughs> from Leo Fine Wine Draca oh. from 2016. Okay. It can't be better. The original action classic flick, hugely influential over everything. Uh, this is the baseline for all action movies after it. So whenever one, someone wants to talk about a movie or pitch it, they say this is Die Hard and a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which is where I got my thing. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Totally stole it. Um, you can't get any better than this. Then he goes on for like three more paragraphs, but I'm going to stop it there. Uh, here's a bad review. Oh, there are none. It's fucking Die Hard. I bet there's one. I can find one. I'm not looking at that. <laughs> I can find one. It'd be like somebody in 20, 2020 
This movie's not realistic at all. He would just call somebody on his cell phone. Somebody he can't. couldn't bring a gun on a plane. I mean, it only has a 72 <laughs> meta. Somebody hates this movie. Yeah, I didn't even look at the bad reviews. I looked for a good, good review, which is a lot. There was a lot of really good reviews. Yeah, I mean... It's fucking die it's hard. die hard. <laughs> um, so is that good? Is that everything? Everything? We good? Mm-hmm. Are you really going to One look out up? of ten. Meaningless action. Fuck out off. Of the I don't want to hear it. Unrealistic action sequences of the protagonist. Pathetic screenplay. Pathetic. That's from November 2nd of 2020. This dude went into COVID quarantine really hardcore. All right. So here's the first question. Is this a Christmas movie? Carly. Sure. Elaine. <laughs> Uh, yes, but Paul Ford one three seven two nine says a friend of mine recently added on Facebook. It's not Christmas until you've seen Die Hard. Have you never seen it? I decided to give it a watch this Christmas. Period. Was very disappointed in the acting and storyline. Have you now seen it? I categorically confirm this is in no way a Christmas movie whatsoever. And I've since removed him as a friend on Facebook for being wow. so stupid and thinking Woo! it is. I don't think your Elaine, friend is mad. Can we stop with that? It's Car- definitely a Christmas stop. movie. Stop. Tony, Christmas movie? Yes. All right. It All doesn't right. really matter, though. So let's start with this movie. movie. Second to well, second to Lethal Weapon, but yeah. above Groundlings. Yes. To me. So Lethal Weapon is your favorite Christmas movie? Probably. Lethal More than Wep- Gremlins. Lethal Weapon than Die Hard. Die Hard than Gremlins. Interesting. I think Gremlins I'm, is not... I'm, I'm just the opposite. I'm Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, Gremlins. Okay. I love Gremlins, but it's not... And I decided... Today, I mean, it's dumb. that currently it's so my it's favorite really Christmas class. movie yeah. is a Christmas story. Really? Yeah. It's, it's What'd you say? A Christmas movie, Carly? A Christmas story. I don't know. No. I don't know. I just, I just love it. Is it I think I just it Friends? When I was little. No. That I just watched again recently. I do love Just Friends. And I, and so that movie third act kind of drags a bit. Mm-mm. He's Jersey. He's geese in his jeans. Yeah, just, I'm like, all right. I'm it goes too far. It's out. it gets. But it's but you don't you don't like a cascade of. Of fails. A cascade of cringe. That's what that is. They gotta keep making it harder and harder and harder for them, and that gets old. I'm like, at some point, this gives you like a tradition anymore. I don't have to watch (laughs) it. Going back to LA, life is great. We used to always watch it. I mean, Amy Smart's pretty, but. (laughs) (laughs) The original Grinch. The cartoon. She lives with her parents. She works at the Maple. It's good. Actually, tomorrow, I think I'm gonna play. Tony's Grinch CD for my students and read the book with it. Nice. I used well, to read that at Barnes & Noble like a little kid. So <laughs> with arsenic sauce. Okay. Alright, so this movie opens with a plane loaded. Um, it's landing, not loaded. Landing in the City of That's Angels. So we see John McClane is talking oh, with a well-dressed gentleman. Um, <clears throat> and he's like, hey, you don't like flying? He's like, oh, what was your clue? He's like, let me give you a hint. Whenever you get where you're going, this is the hint for surviving travel. Take your shoes off, make fists with your toes in the carpet. Do you do this when you travel? Yes. Does it work? Because of this movie. I've, I've done this since I'm seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so as he gets up, the man sees that John has a gun and he says, don't worry. I'm a cop. I've been, uh, and the guy's like, I've been doing it for nine years. And he's like, I've been doing this for 11 years. And so I know what I'm doing. And he gathers his big giant stuffed bear and walks through what I'm assuming is LAX. They never really mm-hmm. say, but they're in Los Angeles. I mean, they could be in Burbank, but... It might be. In the trivia, it said that they used their, uh, what is it, Columbia Pictures, used their actual office building, so they didn't have to pay for... No, they rented it to themselves. Well, yes. Which I'm like, so what do you move money from option from column A into column B? How does this fucking work? Probably. <laughs> well, it's like you write stuff off. Hmm. All right, and we see John light up a cigarette in the airport. 
I just wanted to point that out. We cut the knocked in part. So John, I'm like, he's smoking in the airport. And John's like, I just wrote down. He's smoking in the airport. <laughs> so we cut the Nakatomi, and I did have him hear the little thing about Columbia. We're going to skip over that. And we see Mr. Takagi gives a speech about how good the year is. And Ellis hits on Holly, who refutes his attempts. She doesn't really, though. She just kind of ignores it, which I, I feel like she should have shut him down more firmly. I mean, it was the 80s. I'm glad he didn't grab her by the ass. I'm like, hey. And then watch her take a shower. Yeah, and then the dress 80s. like a woman and sneak in. It's the 80s. Wasn't <laughs> buddies. Alright, so Holly calls home and talks to the babysitter slash housekeeper. Let's just call her Pauline. Live in help. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mrs. Hot. Mrs. It's uh, Senorita Belvedere. Her name is Paulina. Yeah, but it's Mr. And Belvedere. She says, Hola, Mrs. Holly. Does anybody remember Mr. Belvedere? Just I do. My favorite episode of Mr. Belvedere is where Mr. Belvedere taught the son how to arm wrestle so he could beat Bob Euchre in an arm wrestling contest. Bob Euchre? Was the dad in Mr. Belvedere. Was he? I don't remember. I remember watching it, but I don't remember that much. I love you so much more right now, and I don't know why. <laughs> is it Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> yep. Anyway, my heart, I'd like the Grinch. My heart, just <laughs> like, oh man, I love him so much. So they discuss John staying with her. Um, I mean, so they just and she gets the guest bedroom set up and just in case, just in cases. So Holly looks at the family photo with John in it and then puts it face down on her desk. Hopefully, that won't come back to bite her later. Nah. So back in the airport, we see John going through the airport and California. That's all he's got to say. He finds Argyle, who's his limo driver. And so they head, they hit the the road and Argyle runs all the high-tech stuff they have in there. You know, like CB radios and uh, cell phones, phones mm-hmm. and VHS. You know, all the latest cutting-edge stuff. Because <laughs> he's like, what do we do now? And he's like, I don't know, I've never been in a limo. He's like, I don't know, I never drove a limo. And then they're sitting up front together. <laughs> John sits up front, and he's not prepared for this. And they chit-chat about John's marital status. And how... If John didn't want to talk to Argyle, then why did he sit up front? Yeah, he should have sat in the back. <laughs> he wanted to show that he was an everyman. Or uncomfortable being in a limo. Yeah. We learned that Holly had a great job, a good job that turned into a great career. And he didn't want to go because he had a six-month backlog of New York scumbags he was trying to put away. Sure. You know how it is. Yeah. Like, hey, why don't I put on some music? And he's like, hit it, Rev Run. Don't you have any Christmas music? This is Christmas music. It's um, Christmas Ron time in Hollis, Queens. Yeah, it's not what I would consider Christmas Mama's music. Mama's in the kitchen cooking collard greens. <laughs> no? No one else knows that song? I'm sure it'll be your end song, so we'll get to hear it then. No. Yes. <laughs> Are you brothers? No. Yes. Do you copies? Yeah. Did you just grab my ass? I couldn't. I was all the way over here. I know your tricks. So John arrives at Nakatomi. Argyle tells him, hey, look, if you find a place to stay, hit me on the cell phone or the car phone, and I'll bug out. If not, I'll wait for you in the parking garage, and we'll figure it out from there. It's like... So I he appreciate- doesn't bring the giant bear in. Well, he he leaves his stuff because yeah. he says we're working out. Argyle's like, I'll just chill out. It's Christmas I Eve. I feel like I'm just gonna chill in this parking garage for as long as you want. I feel like <laughs> Argyle. I feel like Argyle got paid for a for like five or six hours. Yeah. So, so Argyle hits the parking garage. <laughs> um, John arrives, enters the lobby, and he uses the state of the art touchscreen 
to look for his wife. And he looks under McLean, but it's not there. And he nope. finds her under Gennaro. Here's my problem with this whole scene. He finally finds her. And he tells the guard. And the guard's like, yeah, they're the only people in the building. I know. That's what Tony said. <laughs> so um, you knew why he was here. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to know one person to get into the building. It's top security. Yeah. So John whistles jingle bells as he approaches the elevator. And I have in here not a Christmas movie, my ass. And how would he know which... Like, he could... Okay, so John doesn't know that she's Gennaro, but he could have picked any random dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just dumb. Just mm-hmm. dumb shit. That's so, why... I'm sorry, this guard was kind of dumb, and we're not surprised. He gets murdered later, because he just has no situational rent. So we cut to Argyle, who's in the parking lot, and they cut back to him several times throughout the movie, and I'm just not going to mention it every time. He's in the parking garage for the foreseeable future. Talking around. He's supposed to be on his way to Vegas, but he hangs out. All right, John gets to the party, and immediately begins looking around for his wife. He runs to a guy who is drunk and kisses him. Jesus! California. John runs into Mr. Takagi, who introduces himself and walks him to Holly's office and says, Hey, I have her faxing some stuff. She'll be there. He's like, Fun party. She gets to fax stuff. And later she gets to give a speech. (laughs) So they walk in on Ellis, who is doing some cocaina. Mm. And um, he's like, Oh, I was making a call. He's like, Hey, you missed some dipshit. (laughs) And talk about how good Holly's doing. and she walks in, and Ellis says, show her the watch. It's, it's Rolex. Rolex. <laughs> Which, back in 1988, was a, you know, like, timepiece. I mean, still some, a high-end Sometimes it still is. It still is. <laughs> because it's a Rolex. Yeah. But they probably paid, like, $1,000 for that back in 1988. And that same watch, that very watch, probably was, like, 20 grand there. <laughs> anyway. So, Holly and John. Well, she lost it, though. It all fell. I mean, the one from the movie's probably worth 50. Wow. <laughs> well, it's covered in Hans Gruber's blood, so... <laughs> uh, he dropped like five feet. He's fine. <laughs> like five feet or 30 stories. You mean like the movie or in real life? Because they dropped five <laughs> feet. <laughs> and he still shit himself. But we'll get to that. Holly and John move into the washroom. They talk about, um... Ellis wants to fuck her, and he's like, uh... I want his executive washroom, which was a weird segue. She's like, look, yeah, he has his eye on me for sex, but I have my eye on him for his office. And she's like, he's not going to have sex with me, but I am going to get his office. Is it feel that I got. Yeah, that's what I got, too. It wasn't weird for me at all. <laughs> anyway, so they're talking about where John's going to stay, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go stay with Captain What's-His-Nuts down at Ramona. She's like, Pomona. And he's like, Pomona, Ramona, Pomona. <laughs> My Sharona. My, my, my Sharona. Oh, that's going to be stuck with me now. Like the luggage. Carl's like, it's a good song, though. My, my, I've been drinking, and you can't my, play My Sharona when I've been drinking. Where's me, Todd? Well, you can't bring that top, up. Period. Because <laughs> there was a barber. Ah, totally. We're going to see that play, and I just want you to know what you were I was. It's on my Spotify. I was listening to it yesterday. The movie? The soundtrack. Yeah. The, um, the one they shave, shave against each other. The, shave the contest. I have listened to the movie soundtrack on my uh, phone mm-hmm. here. It's pretty good. Not bad. 
It's like you get through the movie and you know the whole plane and everything in like a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> you skip all the boring parts. So Holly and John are interrupted by a couple, but don't worry about them. We'll, we'll catch up with them later. Yeah. John is in his diehard outfit now, his um, <laughs> garment that frequents domestic violence, and his slacks. <laughs> and they argue a bit. Can I talk about my favorite piece of trivia right now? Yes. Because my favorite piece of trivia is... Did I screenshot this? Let me see if I screenshotted it. No, that's just a picture of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the costume department had 17 undershirts in various stages of degradation on hand for Bruce Willis. <laughs> he wore 17 different wife beaters in the course of this movie. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, One of which is. he donated to the Smithsonian. And this is the clean one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the clean one. <laughs> He's probably got like one or two clean ones and a couple that are really dirty. At some point I was like, that shirt is not white anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, isn't that a white shirt? It's a gray shirt now. Mm-hmm. All right, so they argue a bit about Holly's job. And then someone busts in and says, uh, Mr. Nero, you need to give a speech. It's Holly's pregnant friend. I think that's her secretary. Oh, is that right? She seems to be Takagi's executive assistant, and the pregnant woman seems to be her secretary. Okay. So she leaves John in the washroom, and we cut to Pacific Courier, who you all may recognize is the sister company of Atlantic Courier from the third movie. Nope. Did you notice that? Nope. Next time you watch this, notice that the truck says Pacific Courier on it, and then go watch Die Hard with a Vengeance. And the truck that passes by is Atlantic Courier. It's the exact same truck, only it's Atlantic Courier. And this one's Pacific. Okay. It's just one of those movie things. It's specific? No. It's Atlantic. It's Atlantic. Boogie, boogie, boogie. It's electric? <laughs> specific and electric? But you never noticed that? No. 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 <laughs> just you, Dan. Just you, Dan. I've only seen the third Die Hard movie maybe like three times. You should watch it again. It's really good. Okay. John just watched Die Hard too. I did just watch Die Hard. I just watched Die Hard 4. That movie is better than it has any right to be. It's not on the level of 3 or 1, but it is a good movie. So, no one argues that the, the top 2 are 1 and 3. Some people will put 3 above 1, whatever. But 2 is always the third of the original trilogy. I don't know. And then there's Tony I don't like. I don't like 2 4 is better than 2. 4 is good. I like 4 a lot. 4, four is good. Four, but everybody I mean, else hates take 4. Take out Timothy Oliphant and that movie's dog trash. Five is trash. Four is still a good movie. Five is terrible. Four is still a good movie. Five is, I mean, the shit that Miss B took on the carpet was better than five. But four is a really good movie. So the other day, Miss B had not been out because it was raining. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Mommy, I need to go outside. And she was like, Wait a minute. She's like, Nope. And just shit on the floor. Hey. She's like, wait, nope. She said, I'm I've been waiting that. all day. <laughs> I was like, let me get up. And then she shat <laughs> on the carpet. So then she shit like right behind the door. So you couldn't open the door. And I'm like, can <laughs> you give me paper towels? I was like, this is great. I don't have to clean it. Here you go. I couldn't open the door enough to get out of the beauty room because that is where she shat. She's like, you will be stuck in here with my poop. That is your sentence. <laughs> And she was so afraid she was in trouble. Miss B was so snuggly. And I had to stay in here and finish because I only had a half a face on. <laughs> so I've been and John sick. could just nap all day. I had to go to work. Well, I've been sick. So yesterday I was really tired and laid down and took a nap. And I woke up and she was snuggled up to me like, hey. I'm sorry about the poop. She's like, I didn't do anything. And she's like, rub my belly. But not too hard because I got to poop. <laughs> it's like, what's that smell? Oh, nothing. 
Anywho, um, so the conductor from the money pit and, <laughs> and Theo come in the lobby. What the, Walter? The, the attack is on. Theo gets the computer and is about to disable alarms and other sort of computer hacker stuff that you see in movies when they type excessively. Hack the planet. You know, the, on their MS-DOS yeah, the, computer. So what the fuck is he typing? And you look at the person's hands and they're always just like moving yeah. up and down. It's like, you ain't typing shit. Like, my name is Carly. <laughs> you should at least like move your fingers. So it looks like you're doing stuff. They're always just like right at home row. <laughs> Worst is swordfish. When Jackman's just like, and you're like, you're not typing anything. <laughs> and and what like, are you typing? That's not how hacking works. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our yeah. No, no. Yeah. I'm like, what are you no, doing? No, hacking is like click program get in for me. Let me know when it's in. So, I used to have a password cracker. This was for work. It was mm-hmm. legit. <laughs> and to hack anybody's password, you just put it in there. Just yeah. And you hit yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you just waited. Yeah. What are you hacking for the jazz triangle community? <laughs> this is when I was in the Navy. Okay, Navy band? No. Where you learned to play the jazz triangle? Let's <laughs> talk about what I did in the Navy. Let's talk about that I had a password cracker for anything. We know what you did. And it was a fir- at first, it was on a disc. Like a hard disk wow. that I had in my pocket. And then everything got upgraded, I had a CD. Wow. <laughs> but I could bypass anybody's password with that thing. It was a Wow, you're so old you had a floppy disk, which wasn't very floppy. No, it was a hard disk that was called a floppy disk because there was a five and a quarter inch floppy, and I'm going to stop talking. Which was it. really floppy. <laughs> At one point, floppies were floppy. I remember them. That's I used why to they play... call them floppy yeah. disks. I don't have any you idea. You played Oregon Trail and died digitary, didn't you? Of course I did. Of course. Who did? No. I I don't remember what my grandpa Forsberg did, but he had one of the original Apple computers in his house. Does he still have it? Because that's probably worth quite a bit. Well, he's been long deceased, and so is my... But, like, we used to play computer games, like the first computer games ever. We played those at our grandma and grandpa's house. I don't know why she's yelling at me. We I'm not. I'm just telling you a story. I don't think my grandma and grandpa ever even had cable. At they one certainly point, didn't have a computer. <laughs> at one point, his computer was in their downstairs den because it took up the entire wall. <laughs> it weighed 37,000 pounds. Yeah. It was, I don't know what he did, though. I don't remember. Uh, independent cooling. Audra might know. Audra probably knows. Audra knows all kinds of stuff, but I don't remember shit because I got Swiss cheese brain. Mm-hmm. Well, Audra. I don't want to say it like that. Audra. <laughs> John Audra. got a... Audra, <laughs> can, can you uh, let us know? And uh, tell us what your favorite Youpers song is, because John got a De Youpers cassette tape, and he's very excited about it. It's 15 Youpers in a pontoon boat. It's the second day of deer hunting, or what was it? Deer camp! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Han's in the, in the gang. It's been a weird Christmas already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the building, and they're arming up. They're getting ready to take over. They get into position, and they do all the bad guy stuff. Um, they cut wires and break computer systems. Uh, they get uh, crunch bars, all the... That's not what I wanted to do. Sorry, push the wrong button. <laughs> Can I continue with the podcast? Uh-huh, yeah. I'm starting to feel it, as a matter of fact. Please do that. Yeah, well, you're drunk. I'm not drunk yet, but if I finish this, I will. Yes. This is... Two of these Cadillacs and a salad, and he's... <laughs> <laughs> this is an espresso old-fashioned, but it's an espresso... It's a coffee liqueur, so... I didn't think about that until after the fact, so I poured a regular amount of bourbon and then the espresso liquor. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I don't have to work tomorrow. All right, so back in the office, John is in the uh, making fists with his toes, and he's like, huh. Ah. It does work. 
He grabs the phone and calls Argyle and says, hey, the vote's not in on where I'm staying yet. Uh, but just then, Shelly Long's ex-husband walks up. <laughs> what vote? And grabs a chainsaw and cuts the phone lines. This drops the call from Argyle. And Argyle's like, you know the number. Use it. Because he assumes that John just hung up on him. Yeah. Uh, we see Hans, who hits the floor with his guys and machine guns. And they, they you know, they've got guns out and they're all in Gone. shit. Not class acts like we have in here, but real slime balls. Trying to start some shit. Uh, we, so they, we see uh, everybody's burst into offices saying, hey, get out here. We find that couple from earlier who was, um, I think they're doing what's called the hibbity-dibbity because we see... All right. Well, it's the well, 80s, so there's an... They're obli- doing some foreplay, at least. Well, there's an obli- <laughs> obligatory boob shot, and that's hers. Yeah. So John pulls his gun out and looks, cracks the door, and seeing that he's outmanned and outgunned, hightails it out of there. Heads upstairs. Uh, Hans and his guys run everybody up, put him in the uh, lobby of the 30th floor. Um, John heads to the unfinished floors, goes upstairs, as Tony said. Hans gets everybody's attention, and he's looking for Mr. Takagi. He starts giving his personal information. He was born here in 1937. He went to the school. Um, he likes peppermint yogurt. And father of five. He was in five. an internment camp. He has five kids. He scratches his ass three times every morning. He got a scholarship to college. He's <laughs> like, that's fine. I am Takagi. He's like, hi. Nice to meet you. And shakes his hand. And walks off. Uh, John continues to lurk around upstairs. Hans takes the elevator and admires Mr. Takagi's suit. They, um, they see a model of the Indonesia Project, and Hans uh, brings him to Theo, who has some questions for him. They're looking for the computer codes to get into the vault. And Takagi's like, I don't have the, the codes. And he's like, look, dude, I can kill you, and we can hack it. Or you can just tell me. He's like, there's all kinds of safeguards, so even if I give you the computer code, it doesn't matter. He's like, so why keep it? <laughs> and just then, he's like, well, I can't give it to you. You're going to have to kill me. And I was like, okay. deal. Bow. <laughs> and blast him in the face. His brain splatter all over the yeah. glass. Pretty, wow. <laughs> Pretty graphic. And John had gotten up there just in time to see Takagi get his head blown off. Um... So Hans asks Theo if he can really break the code, and Theo says, you didn't bring me along for my charming personality. So bad guys are on now on the roof doing bad guy stuff. You know, drinking piss warm changa, smoking cigarettes. Setting up explosives. That too. (laughs) Lots of C4. So uh, Theo and Hans are discussing how long it'll take to break all seven layers of this control. He's like, I can get through the first six, but the seventh one, he's like, I got another void. That electromagnetic seal is out of my control. Hans is like, Booby, I got this. <laughs> so John argues with himself. He's like, why didn't you do something, John? He goes, because you'd be dead, asshole. That's why. <laughs> Which are facts. Them doobie facts. I don't know who it was said that every time you say that, it sounds like Barbosa <laughs> from... Uh, Parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. So now whenever I say it, I hear that in my head. I'm Barbosa. Then we do You are Barbosa. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know I'm wearing my Argyles. Are you can you really I think that one <laughs> Friends, Elaine and Carla right now are just so obsessed with nail polish, you're just going through it. Hey now. Hey or now. Like this. <laughs> this is the uh Can you not <laughs> one polish uh 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 from the Sesame Street collection. 
I'm telling you, from the sesame seed, you're... Uh, 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 I think you. I'm going to pick it. <laughs> All right. It's the count. So bad guy's uh, bad guy. <laughs> and so one of them sees John and tells him to come out with the others. He stalks him for a while and John gets the drop on him. He says, police, give me your gun. He's like, you can't kill me. You're the police. You got rules. Arnold Schwarzenegger shut up. Yeah. So no, John kills him. <laughs> so John they fight, though. He doesn't just shoot him. Yeah, he fights him. Which is a good and fight. And they roll down the steps. And, and, why? and, and he accidentally question. breaks his neck. Yeah, Which kinda. was apparently in the book, that's how he kills the first bad guys to break his neck. Mm. Uh, but that was on purpose. This was on accident. Um, also, why is Marco wearing sweatpants? You want to be comfy. You want to be comfy. He's wearing sweat. Like, he's wearing a sweatshirt. Sure, fine, whatever. It's, you know, an international heist. You're just a thug. You don't have to look great. You can come as you are. Everybody else is dressed... But he's Better wearing <laughs> sweatpants. So John was like, through his bag. Did, his, did Carl wake him up? Uh, was he napping on the couch? And Carl's like, come on, we're going to go bust up this No, ball. he was, they went on the way there, he spilled coffee all over his suit. So he had to switch into his sweatpants. Oh, so John looks through his bag and he's like, five million terrorists and I have to shoot the one guy with feet smaller than my sister. Yeah, he doesn't have his socks or shoes, so he's just trying to find anybody with shoes. Which is funny wear. because Marco is so much taller than him. Because mm-hmm. also these... he doesn't try to steal the shoes off any of the other guys. Because... Well, he doesn't really. I mean, he doesn't get the chance. He, he's he's running a lot. So, yeah, no, that guy at... that he kills in the boardroom, he probably could have taken his shoes. Or no, he shot I mean, him that's through those shoes. Really close. He shot him in the feet, though. Yeah, I would still wear shoes with holes in them rather than no shoes. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, but they're not just shoes with holes in them. Now they're shoes with bits of that in them. dude in them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Guess this love got some piggies in here. <laughs> dumping it out. Ah. Like, this little thing <laughs> <laughs> All right, pig killer. Let's go kill some piggies. Mm. I'm as real as a donut, motherfucker. I feel like I want to watch that movie again. It's just a great movie. Okay. I think it's my the favorite devil. Tarantino movie. I'm here to do the devil's part. No, that is not it. It was dumber than that. <laughs> I like that scene. <gasps> that reminds me. I'm sorry. On the way back from Philadelphia, we were commenting on some of the street names on the eastern shore mm-hmm. and we passed one that was horsey and i was like i don't think <laughs> that i could live on horsey without being like i live on horsey not was dumber than that <laughs> See, that's a great hey. movie it's the best scene in that Rex. movie that's <laughs> for sure. shoot him tex that's it that's it <laughs> i want to train miss b back and she eats it out. <laughs> she eats well, in the book, that's a it's a pit fighting dog that well, he takes from a pit fighting crew. All right, so John takes Marco and he heads into the elevator, and he stops at midway, and then sends it down to the party. Hans is giving a speech about how Takagi um, will not be joining them for the rest of his life. Mm. And just then, the, the doors open, and now we see Marco that says, "Now I have a machine gun." Ho 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 ho, ho written on his sweatshirt. Which was that written in blood or lipstick? It blood. looks like lipstick. It looked like marker or lipstick because it's very clean for blood. It was I mean, probably a marker off the gift wrap table. Um, but my thing is, they didn't even know he was there. I thought it was a little early in the movie for this. I was like, this happens already. They don't even know he's there <laughs> because they don't even know he's there yet. 
There's what, 12 of them? 12 bad guys? He's like, now 30? I have a machine gun. 30? And they didn't even yeah. know he it's was a person. Like, yeah. So it's like, it, it could say, I have a machine gun, but it's a little early to he say, now I have a machine guys, gun. I feel like he should have hid Marco's body because he could have picked him off a lot quieter. Yeah. This is why people gave there's, this movie a one, because it's illogical. There's... <laughs> there's a... <laughs> Why was reading bad reviews while he was oh. like I was reading uh, Endo. and people were talking about There's how Hans. he was a terrible cop who kept There's making Vigo, the bad decisions. Scourge of this Carpathia shouted when he was supposed to be There's quiet. He was Shelley quiet Long's when he should have been shouting. There's Huey he Lewis. Ran away when he should have killed people and shot at people There's when the, he should have ran the away. There's the through the table guy and his brother and his brother. There's Ali Young and there's Walter's or uh, Shelley Long's husband's brother. That's eight. I mean, there's got that we 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 see him kill all of them. Yeah. So. So uh, Hans is like, well, we have to tell Carl that his brother is dead. Um, John is still in the elevator shaft, and almost gets crushed. I think this is the first time they did this in a movie. I'm John not sure. Shaft. Sorry. Right. So you give him a pass, but they do this bit quite too much now. Every time someone's on top of an elevator, they're going to the top floor. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Um, that's one of those is Mission Impossible, right? Where it actually yes. kills a guy. Where it kills Emilio, mm-hmm. the Mighty Duck Man himself. No shit. <laughs> All right, so uh, no, I don't want to watch that. Mighty Ducks or Young Mission? Ducks. Well, Mission Night Impossible. Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> Night at the Roxbury, but kind of Mission Impossible. The first one is so good. When you watch the first one and then the last one, it's like, wow. We just watched the. Me and Ben watched the third one on Oculus the other day. I think it was the third one. It's the one where they're in Virginia. Yeah, third yeah. One. My favorite one is actually the second one. Really? Yeah. I like the one with uh, Superman in it. I think it's like yeah, I'm six. Seven. Yeah, I don't six know. Or the seven. one that caused the mustache averse? Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. Where he has to load his arms when he fights and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, my favorite one's the second one. I don't know why. Really? I'd have to rewatch it. With Bellerophone. We can watch them all. We ain't got that kind of time. Yeah, <laughs> you're on vacation for two weeks. I know. I think I'm gonna. Um, well, I started rewatching. Um, you know Thrones. this Game of Thrones because I told you. Will is too. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, this is really good. It really does suck you in. <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's just gonna hurt, hurt you again, me. man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, gonna hurt I'm you. I'm like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> I'll tell you what. John started rewatching Game of Thrones, and I've caught little bits and pieces of just the first couple episodes. And I hate it so much. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know why. I really like, hate this it. This is as good as it gets. It's no, either. I think season two and three. And I like those books. I've happily I've read them multiple times, but either I've to watch the acting now. is terrible, or they're fucking on screen. Yeah, it's so much fucking. There's a lot of fucking. Or they're just being, or like every time Damn. Joffrey's on the screen, he doesn't look anything like Joffrey should look. It just is so it either no, he irritates look like what me. You think Joffrey should look like? Well, that sh- he looks like an evil piece of shit, and at no point should he have looked like that. And that was the beauty of that character. Also, that it's either infuriating, irritating, or disgusting because they're fucking again. <laughs> I really, this I really hate it. This show was so good. That kid had to quit acting. <laughs> yeah, that. I know. I hate it. This poor kid had to quit acting. <laughs> it is the only thing that I make John turn off if I'm at home. Oh. I will not watch. Elaine hates the I sex scene and hate it. It's a lot of sex. 
but only the first couple seasons. After that, they really don't do it very much. Well, they got a lot of shit for it after. Yeah, because it didn't add anything to the plot. And then the, the, as you go along, the series starts. There's so much things they could be talking six, about, six, and they like, wasted the all this happened? screen time with just watching a brother and sister fuck. <laughs> and throwing little kids out of windows. <laughs> yeah, but that adds to the plot, because that's an important story. Things point. I do for love. Yeah, it's funny. It's fucking stars. Hey, you know what John McClane is doing? Um, finding detonators? No, he's not yet. No, he's still in the elevator shaft, and uh, after he almost gets crushed, he escapes through an access panel and heads down the shaft as Carl is pissed, and he wants blood. Hans tells him to calm down. Once we get done, we need to get done. You can take this building apart and find this motherfucker. Um, Holly tells Ellis that something is wrong. It's got to be John, because she knows, and it makes the movie happen. And she never should have mentioned her husband in any way, shape, or form. That's another pe- reason why people gave this a one-star review. Because why is the dumbass cop's wife keep referring to her husband to her co-workers who are in a, a volatile hostage situation? And have completely forgotten that they met him earlier and he was here. <laughs> so, John goes to the roof and sends out a distress signal. Mm-hmm. Han sends people to the roof to go find him because he's on a party line. He turned on the bat whoever- signal. Attention, whoever you are. This channel is reserved for emergency. It's only no fucking shit, ladies. Sound like I'm ordering a fucking pizza. <laughs> if you continue to use the line, we'll have to charge you. We'll have to call the SEC and charge you. <laughs> like, we'll fucking charge you. Send the police to come fucking get me. <laughs> she again. This dispatcher doesn't even seem a little concerned. And I want to say, yeah, it, this is cut off because of shooting. <laughs> and she it's so loud she pulls her headset off and is like eh let's send a unit <laughs> and it's I, not like somebody said hey there's an alligator in the sewer or somebody carjacked me there's terrorists taking over a building alright we can send somebody for that that's pretty that's pretty uh, you don't hear that, that a lot I'm sure shooting was too loud for you yeah. so and perhaps they're shooting this, <laughs> this is in the 80s I think you would have to investigate it was the 80s <laughs> Accidental taint. She's in the 80s in L.A. She recognizes gunplay when she hears it. She might need to investigate. Yeah, we're only a couple years away from Rodney King. (laughs) True. All right, anyway. So Carl and his goons attack John, and dispatch sends one officer to investigate. Cut to Al, who's buying Twinkies, and the clerk says, I thought you guys bought donuts. He says, it's for my wife. And he's like, sure. She's pregnant. It's like, bag it. I mean, a Twinkie is basically a donut. It is. There's not much difference. Except for donuts taste more delicious than Twinkie ever will. And, and as they're walking out, he says, uh, 8 Lincoln 30, I'm in route. And I was thought he said, 8 Lincoln 30. And it'd be a lot cooler. <laughs> I also thought he said, 8 Lincoln 30. This time, I was thinking maybe his call sign was AL30. So he says, 8 Lincoln. Yeah. Wow, he says 8? I think it's 8 Lincoln 30. Interesting. But Ooh, Abe could Lincoln, be. We're going to go Abe Lincoln. <laughs> so, honest Abe. So, we cut back to the gunfight on the top of the roof. And John is out on the run, and Carl's in hot pursuit. John heads back to the elevator shaft and uses his machine gun and repels down the tower. Um, Hans calls the Carls and tells them the police are on their way. We need to stop what you're doing. Stop shooting. They'll hear you. And Carl's like, fuck off, eat an entire bag of schnitzel. 
Because all these guys are German, except for Hans. He's British. Mm. But none of these guys are the, really actually German. The code think, breaker dude, he's American. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and Huey Lewis. Yuli, who's Al Leong, only speaks in English the whole time. He di- Like, he's American. Mm-hmm. Which this guy is actually an American. Yeah. But, but, like, so, and none of these actors were actually German. I, th- I bet a couple of them were German. A cu- well, they were high. No. No? No, he's Russian. Oh, is he Russian? He's yeah. Russian. That's where he learned ballet. Um, but No, Vigo wasn't the ballet dancer. Oh. No. That's um, the other guy. It's Carl. The conductor. Vigo v- was another guy. Vigo's the conductor. Oh, yeah. of Carpathia. Yeah, Vigo is a different guy. Sorry. You like the buzzing of flies to him. You're right. Um, but <laughs> anyways. thrown under rivers of blood. I know. But the Fratelli brother, he wasn't German either. Yeah, but the Fratelli brother was an FBI agent. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was thinking of the front desk guy. Now that's I'm getting confused. That's Huey and that's Lewis. Huey Lewis. Yeah. Um, Not the news. Just yeah. It's the only news I trust, though. Um, in the but in the trivia, it said that in Germany they just made them vaguely European and changed some of their names because they didn't want it to be. Hans, good about and that Volksbrei movement or whatever, they took they cut that all out because it was deemed too sensitive in 1980s Germany. Hmm. The Germans. Anyway, the Glazer. So, John falls, but is able to grab onto a village. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you didn't live long and prosper. Glazer. That goes with my um, German three. make it soap. Get the doggy dog to dig the slug out your yam. <laughs> uh, you speak third most. So. <laughs> I don't, like speak, I don't speak Italian at all. Like I said, third most. Third most. You just shut up. Why don't you start practicing? Start right? practicing. So in the scene, the uh, stunt guy was supposed to go down one, but he missed and grabbed the next one. And they kept it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Then he um, took a break because his shoulders didn't work anymore. <laughs> So then we, uh, John goes into the veneration staff and we see the amazing... The venerations, yeah. <laughs> when he goes and everybody's like, John! And he gets He's like, thank you. Did you see that catch I just made? <laughs> also, why is there a ventilation shaft here? I don't know. But this is that famous scene where you always see Bruce Willis climbing through a ventilation shaft. This is it. Yeah. And we get the line. Flicks his lighter on. Coming out to the coast. Have a, we'll get together. Have a few laughs. Uh, and Carl, knowing that John is in the vent, tries to find him by shooting it and pushing on the vent. Because he saw the the lighter light, so mm-hmm. he knows he's in there. Yeah. <laughs> but John gets out of the ventilation staff and back to the office where Takagi was killed. And he sees uh, Al pulling up and says, it's about fucking time. Al doesn't see any sign of disturbance, so he's like, I'm going to go get a closer look. Talk security guard who has a great southern accent and is watching the foosball game. Now, this is something also. John is very annoyed that Al does not immediately call for the cavalry. But you're black and white. You were called. He circles it twice. Then he goes inside and checks it out. Like, what is he supposed to do? Just come in there guns blazing? (laughs) I don't know. Whatever cops do. (laughs) So far, he doesn't see any reason for... Yeah. Um, but the security officer says, yeah, we've had a bunch of bugs in this system since we've installed it. And I was like, hey, I'm going to look around. He goes, suit yourself. He's like, all right, I'm about to kill this motherfucker. 
but just then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I yeah, got the, Twinkies burning. There's a guy waiting in the hallway. If he comes too close, he's just going to pop him. Mm-hmm. But luckily, he decides not to and turns around and leaves. So he gets in his car and he leaves. And uh, John's trying to get his attention and breaks his window and throws a dead body at it. That guy. Lands right on the car. That's good aim. And then he shoots it. <laughs> that woke him up. Then he turned the car into Swiss cheese. Um, so then he drives like hell because <laughs> jump backs off a ravine. <laughs> I think that was an aqueduct. Is it? And yeah, I think that's part of the really important aqueduct that they divert the volcano into. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he so angry right now. Please see our please see our episode on volcano. Welcome to the party, pal. That's where the that's where the lava went through, not the magma. What's that? <laughs> What's magma that? is inside the earth. Lava is when it comes out. These are facts, people. <laughs> you would know this Science as you listen to our episode. A volcano, maybe even Dante's Peak. So, I think they use more actual science than Dante's Peak. I, they I don't I'm not, have to. I don't know for sure. So Thornrup hears this on the police radio, and he's the uh, news reporter, and decides, hey, this might be something I should look into. And he's the only motherfucker in all of news that hears this. Mm-hmm. Slow night. Uh, Han tells his people that police involvement it's is inevitable. It's fucking Christmas. Nobody it's wants there to be actual news. Necessary. We just want to watch Santa fly around the world. <laughs> yeah, Santa Tracker. It's, so cra- John it's Christmas calls- Eve. <laughs> Santa Tracker. So John calls Hans on the radio, and Hans is like, who is this? And he goes, you know me, I'm the fly in the ointment, the monkey in the wrench, the pain in the ass. Uh, John finds detonators and cigarettes. And Hans wants to know who he is, and he goes, do you really think that you have a chance against Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> that is not how he says it. How does he say it? Well, not like that. How does he say it? I don't do a good Bruce. How does he say it? Ooh, Tony, can you do it? No. No. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yes, just like that. That was spot on. Ooh. Oh my God, you should get voiceover work dubbing Bruce Willis. I've been thinking about that much. <laughs> All right, Liam Neeson. <laughs> I wish that mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. You never saw Taken? Nope. Wow, I think I've seen more than one of them. I've never seen any of them. Three. I've seen three. I've seen two. The third and then one I was, was fucking the same as the other two. I was two. done after that. I can only watch a 70 year old man beat up people. The same as the first one. It's like, this guy's a really bad dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Thornburg wants to take a truck because he thinks it's a big story of brewing. Um, Hans calls to Theo to check on the status. Three down, four to go. Al wants to know who the person was who called on this channel. John tells Al this is a party line. There are 30 or so terrorists, and the leader's name is Hans. He explains they are mostly European and have bombs. <laughs> They're not bombardiers, but you can't say it on an airplane yet. Not sex bomb. <laughs> <laughs> they have really good fake IDs, and he's like, how do you know that? I've seen enough bad fake IDs in my time. It's like, so what do I call you? Roy. Roy. All right, Roy, if you think of anything else, you let me know. Until then, you find a place to hold up and let us do our job. She's super cute in that pineapple dog bed, isn't she? She is. Elaine's talking about Miss B, not Al. (laughs) That was an online return to to work, and I saw it, and I was like, well, that's coming home with me today. (laughs) And she loves it. And I had some coupons. And I, I got it for 28 bucks. Nice. And those marshmallow dog beds, the large size like that, are not cheap. They're like 69 bucks. <laughs> are we done talking about the fucking dog bed right now? I was going to buy it regardless. Can we talk about 
Die Hard for a minute? Can we talk about how they should have just let the name Carl be for Carl Winslow and then he wasn't in Carl the Winslow. show he could have been the same cop who was in Die Hard. <laughs> that would have been cool. I'm just saying. Was, so, was that set in L.A.? I don't know. No, that was, was Chicago. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Chicago. He could have moved to Chicago. <laughs> because remember, Family Matters was a spinoff of what show? Anybody? Anybody? Perfect Strangers. Very good. Yeah. Because yeah. Harriet was the elevator operator when her husband Carl would show up from time to time. Oh. John has been watching Perfect Strangers <laughs> from time to time. Sometimes I'll come home and I'll be watching it. <laughs> like he watched it. Company. He watched a documentary <laughs> about Perfect Strangers, strangers a couple weeks ago. So it's nothing sacred, woman. <laughs> also, God, I love you didn't rat me out about Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> I watched an episode of Gilligan's Island not too long ago where, where Gilligan thinks he became a vampire. So me and my cousin Jason will, Spoiler. to this day, when we see each other, do the dance of joy. Well, it's a good dance. Spoiler alert, they don't get off the island. Because <laughs> Gilligan's a vampire. I think they should do another. <gasps> Jesus, Chael. <laughs> Here, I'll pet you. They like to re- bring Bregan back um, shows mm-hmm. from like the old days okay. and like revamp them. Right. Like Frasier just came back. Yeah, they need to bring back Perfect Strangers. John's been watching that new Frasier. I don't we really think it it's that great, we but John really likes it. It's not bad. Sorry. It's not. It's not great. It's not bad. I feel like it didn't need to come back. It didn't. Although, much like Golden Girls, there's not a lot of shows about older people yeah. so it's kind of nice but i don't really need it in my life i don't i'm not mad at it i like it so far Ooh, yeah. it's cool it's, mm-hmm. it's better than some other shit that's been coming out yeah it crackles oh that's cool all right it crackles oh my god you don't think that <laughs> but he's learned that that is the response i want about all <laughs> friends carly's painted her nails and they look she used a crackle where when you paint it, it stays that way and then it cracks for a minute. You know, the only word that I can think of to, to describe that is amaze balls. Look, John gets excited, fake excited about nail polish, and I get excited about shoes. It's just how it works. The cable guy noticed my shoes today. And he said, I know you're from New York by your shoes. Really? I was like, John has not been feeling well, so he bought shoes that he didn't need. <laughs> He bought, <laughs> he bought a pair of white Pumas, and I said, how many of those do you already have? Five? And he started laughing. I don't know how many pairs of white Pumas he has, but it, apparently it's more than five. This will be my fourth pair of white Pumas. But this one's different because it has a little red on it. <laughs> a little red? A little red. They have a little red on hey. the back and on the tongue. And I was like, oh, they're red. No, no. Because it was... They have a little, and that's what morning, I decided. I was, I was buying more nail polish shops. Hey, you do you, man. And they were if it makes sale, you happy, it you. can't be that bad. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't ooh. even. Like, said I, that. I got all these nail polishes for Christmas. They don't fit, Why so I'm gonna have to buy. Sad. I have to buy more, so now I'm gonna have to have nail polish shops on both sides. I'm not hanging yeah. those. I told you twice. <laughs> and so. then this side will be only warm colors, and that side will be cool. Awesome. But what about that side, friends? Elaine has twelve shelves full of nail polish. And she wants me to hang more. I'm not doing it. I told him I would do it. And he's like, you can't. I says, I can. It just won't be as good. I figure <laughs> he'll probably let me get through two before he gets through really <laughs> <laughs> That's what I guessed. After she's fucking up my tools. <laughs> and drilling unnecessary holes into the wall. Oh, yeah. It's like I said something at work. I said, you know, if, I don't, if I'm at my parents' house and I don't want to cook something, I'll just ask my dad a stupid question like, how do I know when to flip the pancake? And he'll be like, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then I have a plate of pancakes. <laughs> Especially if I do it when John's kind of bored and doesn't know what to watch on TV. <laughs> you're ruining your evil plan there, <laughs> I, Whatever, you're drunk. <laughs> I listen to our episodes. Okay. By the way, I want to say hi to Gwen, won't still our newest listener who's been listening to our podcast. Hi, Gwen. Daddy loves you. No, oh, hi, Gwen. Oh, hi, Gwen. Hey, Gwen. Long time no see. She's <laughs> coming home. Both of my kids are coming home. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'll be busy. All right, so. With your uh, kids. <laughs> So Dwayne, yeah, neither one are going to be home. They're like, I got to go. Like, you're not taking daddy's Mercedes anywhere, yeah. no. Ross might go, but I think Gwen will just be in the house the whole time, which I'm very excited about. She's going to be like, there's a TV in here? Hey, Gwen, want to watch How you How to Train Your Dragon? <laughs> a marathon. So Dwayne shows up and takes, I wrote shoes up, but shows up and takes over the scene from Al. He's like, who's in charge here? I am Sergeant Al Powell. And he's like, well, I am the deputy director of the police department here or whatever he is and he's like I'm in charge now he's like eat a whole bag of is this Dwayne Dwayne yes you heard a ruckus some people were complaining that they felt Dwayne was unnecessary can you describe it's the ruckus I think this would happen though there's a big terror scene but there's he gonna starts be some off, deputy chief or something who's he gonna take starts over. off as a dumb asshole but by the time the FBI guys show up he's pretty much well, the other thing I is, I mean, is, but he kind of turns a corner, though. This is one of the this is one of the earlier, if not one of the first times they do this, though. Like this is old hack to all of us now, but this was the first one of the first. Uh, we're gonna take over. Well, we're gonna take over. You know that kind of thing. And and uh, they're not gonna let some beat cap yeah, run the scene. Gonna it's run not the scene, gonna no. happen. It's not. This is a major international yeah. incident. I mean, they should have called Kevin Spacey because clearly He's... they needed a negotiator. <laughs> Movie. It is a great movie. Also in Chicago. And it's a wipes, great movie. Wipes the tear off his eye. Still in Chicago. Can we watch The Negotiator? Yes, but it's not LA. You should pick The Negotiator so we can talk about it on the podcast. We'll see. All right, so Holly We goes, don't do enough Samuel Jackson movies. Well, his only movies do good. We did the other guys. Aim for the bushes. We did Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I had like, like a shark spin. spin. Mm. All right, Fucking so Holly shit. goes to see Hans and says, I have a request. And she's like, What idiot put you in charge? You, you did, did when you shot, shot my, my boss. boss. Um, so I have a woman who's pregnant, and he's, oh, shit. He's like, don't worry. She's going to do for a couple of weeks. But I'd like to ask permission to put her into one of the mm. offices with a couch. her back a break. No. He's like, no, but I'll have a couch brought out to you. Is that agreeable? She's like, yes. And also, I think you should bring us to the bathroom in shifts. Or she want to get messy. Oh, we can definitely do the negotiator. It had a budget of $50 million, And worldwide, it made 44 Nice. Um... And that's when people liked Kevin Spacey. So this guy happens to be in her office, and she looks at the picture that she has face down. And he asks, uh, hey, what is your name, Mrs.? And she says, Ms. Ms. Gennaro. I don't know why I had to look right at you, Carly, when I said that. But that's what her office says, and that's what her phone line says, and all mm-hmm. that shit, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so Thornrope gives a report, which Argyle hears, and is like, wait, what? <laughs> he says, the only way that they're talking is through CB radios, and he's like... I have a CB radio. Mm-hmm. So he goes and turns it on. It's very fancy. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is 10 4, this is a rubber duck. Rubber ducky. Or At work. Oh, you know what I just remember? We got the Zoom. The guy that plays um, Al Powell <laughs> was in Crocodile Dundee. It's a little late. <laughs> no, on our, like our handheld devices that we check inventory with. Oh, yeah. Okay. He ain't from no tribe. They, mm-hmm. they got Zoom. All and they got rid of all the regular phones. So now we have Zoom phones. But you can call the other people in the store. 
And it's really weird because I never know how to hang up. Like, I don't want to be like, bye, because it feels weird because you're literally 20 feet away from me. So so I keep saying 10-4, good buddy. (laughs) That's what she's doing. Watch a lot of... uh, She's telling us... DJ the mayor. (laughs) 60B Radio. It was a bandit. Come back. It's a snowman. Should start referring to shitty customers as Smokies. <laughs> <laughs> Got a Smokey in the back door. That would actually be fun. <laughs> I love that shit. I got a Smokey. Oh, you do. <laughs> All right, so Dwayne wants to storm the building. John calls to Al and wants to know what's going on. I'll talk to you later, Roy. If you are who I think you are, you'll know when to listen, when to talk, and when to pray. And he's like, you're coming in, aren't you? Which? On the goddamn party line. God damn it, John. Which? See, this so is why people Hans gave this like, a one. Hey, because they're coming he in. <laughs> does it, he talks when he should shut up. And Al tells him, you'll know when to talk, you'll know when to not talk. And he does not. <laughs> so, but they have, they have spotters and like they'd see him anyway. So Al Leon heads for the, the uh, candy booth and eats an Nestle <laughs> yeah. Crunch. I think it works. Which I gotta be honest, if I was a bad guy, <laughs> I, would too. I would too. Might as well. Might get I, shot I, in I 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, this is, this may be it. You may be going off to wherever on a beach or 20%. You may uh-huh. be going to prison forever. Have a candy bar. Why not? You're gonna be here for a while. Grab a Snickers. Why did they never make this goddamn commercial? <laughs> Same guy. He's not working now. Put him in the goddamn Who? commercial. Al? Al, like bring up this He scene. grabs a Crunch Bar. I know, he should grab a Snickers. But he grabs a Crunch Bar because he knows a quality fucking candy bar when he sees one. Snickers aren't really that good, but a Crunch Bar? A Crunch Bar is fucking delicious. When we used to get the mixed... (laughs) When my mom used to get the mixed Nestle's miniatures, right? Yeah. And we would fight over who got to eat the crackles. Really? Oh, yeah. I do do like crackles, but you don't see them very often. My mom wanted all the special darks. And Audrey usually, and we didn't really care about Mr. Good Bar. Audrey usually ate all the Mr. Good Bars. But we would fight over the crackles because it's the best one. Also, Nestle Crunch. It's the best one. You like crackles and you don't ever see them. Only in the miniature mix. Yeah. Last time I saw a full-size crackle was in Jurassic Park 2. You know what I got really upset about? John and I were... uh, The T-Rex didn't eat the crackle. John was watching one of these documentaries about soda companies. And they were talking about Slice... <laughs> slice. And I'm so like, upset. I want orange slice. Orange because slice orange good. slice was like the fucking best orange soda ever. And they don't make it anymore. And now all I can think of it's been like three weeks. And I still just randomly like, fuck I want an orange slice. Slice was good. It was, it was real way good. better than fucking starry. Yeah, that, that shit is gross. Orange Fanta. We got starry. I know Fanta uh, is disgusting. Sunkiss. Sunkiss is okay. Fanta is okay. Fanta Fanta is gross. I, I got a problem with orange Fanta. Fanta's like water. It ain't great. Elaine's a big fan of Fago. The problem with Fanta oh, was Fago's so good. The problem with Fanta was it came out at Halloween that had a black Fanta. And I was like, well, that's kind of neat. Let me see what it is. It's pineapple flavored. I'm like, I'm not drinking black pineapple flavored Fanta. You might literally die. You know what would be a great gift for me? Fago. Some strawberry Fago. Just saying, putting it out there on the interwebs or slice. Elaine's a big fan of the insane clown posse. Strawberry Fago is delicious. It's not as good as Slice, but they I don't, don't make that they anymore. Think, so like, they stole Slice from me. So, like, when I was in high school, whatever, the Insane Clown Posse came out, mm-hmm. they would talk about Fago, and no one the fuck they were talking about. Because there was no, oh, I, I mean, there was barely internet, but 
It's like, and you're like, Fago! I only knew what Fago was because of the influence. Did you think it was some about. kind of weird, coded, homophobic reference? <laughs> I don't know. It's, we just didn't get, like, once somebody's like, I like Fago, fuck Mountain Dew. I'm like, okay, it must be a drink. <laughs> So good, that's though. as much thought as we put into it. And then much later, we find out that Fago is a soda very popular in Detroit. It's mm-hmm. like, aha. It's not as good as Verner's. I mean, what is? Hey, so the cops decide they're going to hit the building. I have in my fridge right now. And the Theo tiny says, cans, because I like a tiny can. Me too. Makes because me feel you like a giant. once. Yeah. You don't drink half of it, and then you're like, no. Oh, so Theo says, it was the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse, except... The four guys that are coming up in two-by-two two formation. Oh. So as they come up, the thieves start shooting at the lights, and the cops are like, oh, they're just blind shooting, you know? And Al's like, they're shooting the lights. And then after they shoot the lights out, Dwayne is like, they're shooting the lights! Mm. Well, I don't understand what the point of shooting the lights is. Is it so supposed they can't to... see. But it's not like it blinds the whole building. They're just like spotlights. And they don't even know where the terrorists are. So how are they pointing them even in the right direction? <laughs> anyway, so like, so then the main SWAT guy's like, get, bring in the car. So then four officers... Um, no, he and- says, bring in the car. <laughs> the accent on that dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the four officers all get shot but not killed because Hans is like, don't kill, kill them. Wound them. And the car approaches. And the thieves bust out the rock in the preparation from the RV from hell. Mm-hmm. And they blow this motherfucker up, and Owen is going to be pissed. You're insured, Owen. right? Mm-hmm. Who owns a pink family, slip? Satan? <laughs> Welcome Maybe. back to the podcast, The RV from Hell. From Tango. Tango and Cash. Gish. And by the way, don't ever loan Tony your Tango and Cash DVD. Because he'll keep it right next to his Tango and I Cash DVD? to bring it back. For six months. You didn't need it. It's not the you point. don't use physical media. He did now. Reba. (laughs) 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 How do you ever watch Reba? Huh? Because I just dialed you out like 20 minutes ago. Because I asked you and you said you did it and they're drunky. All right, I'll give you that. All right. You watched Vegas, which is quality. Which you also gave me. Which is quality. But you haven't seen Reba. I have seen. I haven't seen Vegas since last time I watched it when you gave it to me. You haven't seen Reba ever. It's not the point. It is the point. Hey, you know what uh, Las Vegas has in it that Reba doesn't? What? Butts. You don't know that. Well, Reba yeah, could have know. lots of butts. You haven't seen the butt episode of Reba. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I noticed about the ep- episodes of Las Vegas? They zoom in on girls' butts every episode. There's not as much of that on Reba. <laughs> like, every episode. It's like, wow. There is just ass everywhere you go. <laughs> is that why you like that show? Because you're an ass man? I am an ass man. I get, said that, I get told that all the time. Like, you're an ass man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, bomb, bomb. We got the new internet, right? And I told John he should change the router name to a wee bit cunty. <laughs> I will. To do that, though, you have to download a bunch of stuff. I'm like, I'll get or, that. Or, fuck. You. So that's the password. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to guess the right amount of use. <laughs> All right, so we really need to get through this. Yeah. Now that people can break into our walkabout golf games. Shh, don't tell people I see my Nobody gives a shit. We don't need strangers did, in our practice Nobody's going to break into our walkabout mini golf games. And if they do, John will beat their ass so bad they'll never play again. <laughs> um, excuse me, 
me. Didn't you win last No, week? I didn't. I beat you by one while you were dying. Of <laughs> whatever. Super COVID. Dysentery. <laughs> I beat you by one. You keep saying I beat your ass so bad. I beat you by one. Once. Meanwhile, last time I played with John, he beat me by doubling my score. <laughs> yeah. In the negatives. <laughs> there was, although there was that one game where you, me, and John tied. Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. The last time we played, it was when the internet went out, and I was winning. And Tony, oh yeah, I beat you. Tony texted me. He says, "I beat you." <laughs> I forgot about that. It's like I didn't finish. Nope, I beat you. Too bad. You, you, you got it incomplete. I win. Sorry. <laughs> did you beat my score? Is that it? I don't remember. He's like, I win. This, your score disappeared when you your did. Your score disappeared. Actually, <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, it was funny. I did finish that game though. What game? Because it, it came back up. Oh, and it worked but again? But it wasn't connected to the internet. It let me finish the game, though. Oh, okay. Well, you can play uh, offline. Yeah. Okay. Yep, everybody cares about this. <laughs> so now John well, is Well, Ben pissed. does, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so now John is pissed and decides he's going to throw a brick of C4 and some detonator and some um, triggers. Audra doesn't have an Oculus? Strapped to a... No. no. And Ken gets motion sickness. Strapped you to a chair golf. to pay, get payback and says, Geronimo, motherfucker, and blows them up and explodes the ground level. Okay, now, I don't know how C4 works, but I feel like this should not have made an explosion. Just because he put the detonators in the C4 and then dropped it down an elevator shaft, it seems like you should be able to drop a bomb. We have a lot of movies. Without now. actually setting off, like, it feels well, like maybe, you should need to well, send a signal the, to the deck. De- well, he wraps it on a computer and the computer that's makes not, a spark. But that's the computer is not up. plugged in. Maybe it blows up. The capacitors in it make it blow up. Let's not worry about that. Anymore. I don't know how capacitors work. See our episode on Batman Returns. <laughs> so Thornburg asks cameraman, hey, did you get that? Yeah. We'll eat your hat out, Channel 5. Your hat out? Hard out. Yeah, that too. And your hat. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a great news release explaining the leader of the group, Hans Gruber, was kicked out of a terrorist group for being too extreme. John talks to Al until Dwayne tells John that there are people down here covered in glass because of what he did. Glass? Who gives a fucking glass? glass? Also, Good Willis. Yeah. He's like, asshole, I'm not the one who got butt fucked on national TV. Now John wants to bring back butt fucked. That was good. People don't say the word butt fucked enough. Enough? (laughs) (laughs) How how much do you think they should say butt fucked? (laughs) Butt fucked with a tallywhacker. <laughs> Those two things don't go together. You catch these battles? Shut your sauce box. <laughs> Cop a mouse to keep it out. Yeah, but <sighs> tallywhacker and butt fucked don't go together? They just don't go. <laughs> Thematically. 1885, 1985. Thematically, they're just not you, on the same level of insult. They just don't mesh. You don't cross the streams. They're saying eat a bag of wee wees. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't cross the streams, huh? Well, you have to match it with the level of harshness. Yeah. Tallywhacker and butt fucked are not quite <laughs> on the same level. No, you don't think so? No. I could say one in my classroom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably not butt fucked. You say butt fucked to kids? No, All the time. I certainly do not. <laughs> Although some of her students are, I think, might be adults. See, I'm a bit of a teacher Most now myself. Of them are. <laughs> and I would say butt fucked in one of my classes. Well, only two of my different students situation. are under 18. <laughs> Actually, right. we went to Walmart yesterday. I bought lottery tickets at the little vestibule, and I showed my students. <laughs> Good job. Here's a monkey for your back. Quality. I was with a 20-year-old and a 22-year-old, and they were like, look, it's a lottery machine. I was like, I got some money. Let's buy some lottery tickets. That's 
like a good time. <laughs> so Ella I should have bought an... scratchers for my coworkers. <laughs> God damn it. Did you scratch a bat symbol in it? So Ellis has had enough at this point. He tells Holly, I don't know who's going to get us killed first, a terrorist or your husband. And he's like, I'm going to go talk to him. Hey, Spreckensy Talk. He makes billion dollar deals for breakfast. He's a douche canoe. Like, Hans. He's a douche liner. Bubby. That was an improvised line, and Alan Rickman's expression is genuine. You see what he's doing. What? Because he was a classically trained actor. Yeah, he's like, first I'm movie. acting. What are you doing? And this guy's like, booby. <laughs> and he's like, is that even a word? <laughs> Why didn't this guy have a bigger career? He plays a slime ball very well. Um, I, I think he might have died. <laughs> so Something about your delivery. <laughs> I think he might have died. I remember him dying. Was he the little kid in Kindergarten Cop? <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> no, that was the one. <laughs> How'd you hear that talk? His name is Hart. Hart, Hart Bachner. Hmm. It was Hart Bachner. Is he dead? Tony is sure. Nope, still alive. Really? <laughs> wow, I, thought, I heard he died. How old is he? Uh, he was born in 56. Oh, so he ain't much longer. No. Wow! <laughs> Tony! He's like a year older than you. <laughs> I'm not that old, you motherfucker! <laughs> He's my dad's age. Don't say things like that. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say he's my dad. And I was like, what? Wait, what? I know your dad. That's not your dad. Oh, okay. I oh, met God. your dad. Oh my God. What are those things called? Cadillacs? <laughs> Friends, golden Cadillacs. Good Lord. Oh my God. Sponsor of today's episode. He was the voice of Arthur Reeves in Batman Mask of the Phantom. Hey, hey, no one wants yeah, to hear okay. enough of that. Uh, shut up. I need to get through this. Right. So you John's talking will. to Al on the radio. Oh, he was in Mr. Hans Destiny. And he, has his, and he has John's full name where he works and he gives the radio to Ellis. Ellis tries to get John Ethan to quit Supergirl? doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think that might have been the... Is that the one that Supergirl was dating? Ethan? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Ellis is trying to get John to give the detonator so they won't kill him. Hans pulls out a gun, and Elsa's like, Hans, this is radio, not television. What are you, method? Ellis calls out to John. He's like, hey, he's going to kill me. John's like, like, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're a stupid fucker. Tell him that you don't know me. So then, Hans, I've never seen this man before tonight. So Hans shoots him in the head like Hans does Hans. He was in a movie with Jamie Lee Curtis called um, Terror Train. So Hans takes the radio before he died of, and makes it plays it live for all the people screaming and goes well maybe I'll I'll get to someone that you do give a shit about mm, Mr. Potter Dwayne and Al argue about John's intentions and Dwayne tells him that he is that Al is free to leave and he says no sir you couldn't drag me away you couldn't drag me away that's pretty good attention police credits isn't bad though you wake Dwayne up talks to Hans on the radio and Hans tells. Dwayne, that he has a list of comrades that he wishes to be freed. And he gives a list of people he wants to be freed. He says, you got two hours to do it. Meanwhile, like Carl or somebody it's looks like, at him. And it's like, what? He's like, I read about them in a magazine. In a magazine. <laughs> Hans checks in with Theo. He says, I just finished number six and now it's up to you. And he sends Carl to find John and check on the explosives. And he will check on the explosives. John and Al talk about what happened and there was nothing that he could do. Um... Gail, who's a reporter, is now on air talking about what happens to hostages as they go through this. They get what's known as the Helsinki syndrome. <laughs> Helsinki, Sweden. 
Finland. <laughs> that was right. funny because the other reporter says that Helsinki, Sweden. Like it's a big and I'm like, yeah, we know. Thanks. He's like, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was voted the number two greatest movie sleazeball of all time. So wow. Dwayne quite is now told that the FBI is here. We're going to choose to Agent Johnson and Agent Johnson. No relation. No relation. Hans is looking around, um, ensuring that the explosives are all in position, and he puts his gun and his flashlight down, and he sees that there are some wires, and he's looking at them, and he jumps down. Just then, he runs into some feet. And he fakes an American accent. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're one of them. No, please, God. Dead on, right? Pretty close. Pretty much. Yeah, thanks. John tells him, I'm not going to kill you. But those guys would. (laughs) Maybe. Wait. He directed PCU? What? (laughs) What? Anyway, so John tells uh, Hans, hey, stay with me if you want to live. He directed the movie PCU. We'll get to that later. So wow. the FBI decides this is this an awesome. seven scenario. And Al tells John about it. This is the FBI and they're running play by play. Good thing that, uh, you know, Hans is right there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So John offered Hans a cigarette. You can talk about John being a cop in New York. And they joke, who's licking me? <laughs> it's me. Hello. Hopefully it's a dog. <laughs> it's not <laughs> any of the people in the room. <laughs> Child I can't decided he needed to lick my hands. <laughs> um, he's in New York, and he about um, John not having your shoes on. It says, better than uh, being caught with the pants down, huh? Mm. Hey, what's your name? My name is John McClain. He's like, Clay. Uh, Bill, Bill Clay. Clay. And we see that there's a W. Clay on the directory. John asks us if you ever fired a gun, and he says, yeah, you ever do those things where they shoot paint? He goes, well, this is just like that, and he hands him a gun. And John turns around, and just then you hear Hans on the radio speaking German, question mark? Sure. And he points the gun to John. And he says, put it down and give me the destinations. And he's like, you really got me there. And Hans pulls the trigger and goes, ah, no bullets. You think, he goes, fucking, you think stupid fucking stupid Hans? Hans? And just then, people show up and he goes, <laughs> you were, you were saying? <laughs> so I wrote in here, gunfight. Because that's all that happens. Well, the door, elevator door opens, and they just spray the fucking area, and John dives to the right, spraying back. And we get, shoot the glass. What? First he says it in German. Yeah. The glass. Shoot the blogger. Huh? The bigger blogger. Shoot the glass. Because he's not wearing his shoes. This is really good. Try this. I don't want to. I don't like Woodford. It's Woodford and Espresso. I'm sure it's fantastic, but it will also taste like Woodford. And I don't like bourbon because it tastes like bourbon. <laughs> I'm running out of bourbon. And if you need a last-minute Christmas gift. Well, I don't. <laughs> I've already purchased all the gifts I am going to purchase for you. One of them might come late, though, and requires an adult signature. C4. That sings all come on you faithful? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to know that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering. Why do you feel like you've been butt fucked? I'm just wondering about the utility of a dildo that sings because doesn't it just end up like sounding inside of a tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's from a George Carlin skit. Your neighbor gets a dildo that sings "Will Come On Ye Faithful." You want one too? <laughs> Oh, that oh, one, your God. stuff, too much stuff. Coveting your neighbor's goods. Yeah. 
We, no. we cut the Ten Commandments down to two. <laughs> that will try really hard not to kill anyone <laughs> and be honest and faithful to the provider of thy nookie. <laughs> Moses could have caught him, brought him down in his fucking pocket. <laughs> anyway. He didn't have pockets. Oh, God, where are we? Back on the TV, know. we see them discussing <laughs> terrorism, and Thornburg gets all of John's information, and he puts it out on the TV because, <laughs> fuck, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I don't want reporters. Yeah, it's... <sighs> this man well, has no dick. I mean, this, yeah, he's dickless. Peck? Peck, yeah. From the I can't EPA. wait to see him in the new Ghostbusters movie, though. Is he coming back? Yeah. No. Yeah. Does he have a dick in this one? I didn't check, but this is a I know he doesn't movie. have a singing dildo. See, here's they the probably won't talk about his penis in the kids' movie. Yeah, this is a kid. The I first know. one was not a kids' movie. Ray got a blowjob from a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm not. I'm not liking the kids throwing throwing proton packs. Now there's like 15 kids are Ghostbusters. Yeah. Wait, what? In the first movie, these things were dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> Like, so dangerous, the EPA came and shut them down. <laughs> like, um, we don't know what these are. Well, yeah, these can cause an interdimensional fucking being yeah. to die. This is, I'm into this it. This is 30 years later. It didn't, the EPA didn't get mm-hmm. less worried about nuclear good. power packs. I really liked it. The last movie? Yeah, I thought Afterlife? it was great. Oh, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was fantastic. I didn't dig it. Really? Mm. Yeah. Perhaps we should discuss a couple it on of an scenes. episode of the podcast. There's a couple, I had a couple problems with it, but I liked it most of it. It was really good. Here's my least favorite role the Ghostbuster movies. The biggest problem is when yeah, did never, Egon have true. a kid? I never saw the girl one. Okay. The biggest problem with this movie is when did Egon have a kid and who is her mom? Mm. That is the biggest problem because it's not Janine. Nah. Because she's in it. The secret mom is a problem. She was dicking down Tully. Well, maybe. No, we see them in Vincent's Park. No, they're making out. Yeah. He slipped to the old calculator. Gross. Anyways. He slimed her. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. He, he cheated on Andre. That's messed up. Suddenly, Simo. <laughs> Man, this train is so far off the rails. You can't even see him. I have to say it. Do this... not bring up a musical. If I'm the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to, we have, we have to uh, gag him when we go to the when we go to the to see the like breakout <laughs> song. <and> I, <laughs> sir, please. <laughs> There was a barber and his wife. Not, it's not your song. That they might hire I'll bring your your new Walkman just in case I <laughs> want to listen to something else. They might take him away and put him in the show. Like, and they killed him, made meat pies. Anyway, so Carl comes downstairs and he's pissed and he's breaking things and Holly goes, John's alive. Only one man would get somebody that fucking crazy. Because <laughs> she knows. Um, da, 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 da. Al and John talk. Uh, there's a pool going. And he says, put me down for 40. I'm good for it. As John pulls glass out of his feet. Yeah, his feet are blue. And John wants to know why Al is a desk cop. And he says, don't you think that being a desk cop, pushing papers is noble work for a cop? He's like, I shot a kid. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> it was he's like, sure, it's noble, but it's not anybody's first choice. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> he's like, I shot a kid. <laughs> he, had a, he, he pulled a gun. It looked real enough. I just can't put my weapon anymore. I'm like, I think they'd fire you. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, then you're going to die. <laughs> all right, so Theo and Hans discuss uh, who the suits are, and they're going to cut the power. And he says, you've asked for a miracle, Theo. And Welcome I back to the podcast, Rick Dukeman. I give you the FBI. From the burbs. So the feds argue with the power company by shutting off the power. 
And the power company's like, I'll have to cut off 10 square blocks. I can't do it from here. How many movies has this guy been a member of the power company? Because... Ghostbusters <laughs> <laughs> 2? Yeah. Yeah. I almost want to say he was a member of the power company in Volcano 2. And now how I'm many did he look. audition for and not get? He's like, dude, do you know how many times I was a fucking power company guy? <laughs> this guy oh, was I'm, a big power guy. So, and so many I'm movies, going to look. The power company pays him. <laughs> yeah, he's a power know. company guy now. Now, I know he's dead. Jeez, I remember. I remember. Wow. He, I handled his ass. This is almost as bad as like when Car- when you're telling Carly the dogs are dead. Oh. So Agent Johnson that tells the power terrible. guy, if you don't turn the power off, you're going to lose your job. Not that Agent Johnson, the other one. He died Not in relation. 2015. And he's like, I don't think he has the power to fire the power company. I don't think so either. It's but, just threats. But they do shut off the power. Um, but it's Christmas. Al tells John they have the Universal Terrorist Handbook and they're following it step by step and cutting the power by the feds and they unlock the last door and here comes the vault and Ode to Joy plays. Which is also the same song that um, Carl played in Money Pit. Yeah. Al asked... Um, he was in The Last Action Hero as the Ripper's agent. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Al asks, what now? Um... Now we sweat them for a while, then we get in helicopters. Uh, he was in the last Jesus. Boy Scout as I the want pool ornament. The air support yep. down here in five minutes. We're not sweating them mm-hmm. if they're going to be here in five minutes. It's not a long sweat. Se- he was the security <laughs> guard in Grimlands 2, the new it batch. Up fast and then mm. shut it off. <laughs> he had quite a uh, lot of bit parts under yeah. his belt before he died. All right. He was a prison guard in Spaceballs. <laughs> he did die. I know, but you can stop talking about it. So John has well, his I was foot wrapped up back in the, the glass the and he stepped in and he calls Al and tells him that he's getting a bad feeling. He asks um, that if he finds his wife, tell her. Tell her it took a while to figure out what a jerk he had been. And that when things started to pan out, he should have been more supportive. But behind her, he said, tell her. Tell her she's the best thing that ever happened to a bum like me. She's heard me say uh, uh, I love you a thousand times, but she's never heard me say I'm sorry. And she her, didn't now because you didn't fucking tell her. You told you this guy. Man. Tell her that John's sorry. And he's like, you can tell her yourself. So John then wonders why Hans went upstairs. And he goes to look What's at looking for. So Thornburg oh, is wow. at the Gennaro household and threatens Paulina. Jesus to Christ, get an superstar! <laughs> I'm gonna call the INS. Well, Europeaness. If you don't mm. let me come in and talk to those kids right now, awful, awful. I do want you to know that Little Johnson, the uh, African American, uh, the black one, FBI guy, played Ball Rock in Street Fighter. She did, motherfucker. Balrog, yeah. <laughs> God, he's gonna be a welcome. He was back also to the a welcome back to the podcast from Demolition Man, where he played young Zachary Lamb, whoever that was. Oh yeah. In the beginning. Yep. And he was in Free Jack. <laughs> All right, can we not do this every five seconds? But it's interesting. <gasps> John heads back to the roof and yells, um, "What are you doing, Hans?" <laughs> Thanks, Carly. She would have reached for it anyway. Sorry. This just in. We're getting something from FedEx? I don't know. Uh, that could aren't. just be spam. Oh, it could be my shoes. Yeah. Good. 
And he was Boyette in Lethal Weapon. Welcome back to the podcast. This is important. So John has back to the roof. He, uh... And he was in the Sorrells as Reggie in Ooh. Streets of Fucking Fire. He calls back to Al and tells him, um, but Carl catches up with him and puts a gun in his face. Says, we are both professionals, but this is personal. And Carl and John fight. Should have shot him in the head. I mean... <laughs> And I really do miss the 80s where bad karate was the way people fought. Oh, dude, there, there's a scene, there's a point where he tries to karate chop John. And then there's my favorite thing from the 80s is when someone throws a punch at you and you hook under their arm and they can't get out. What are they supposed to do? They're just, they're, they're just done. You, you hooked my arm, bro. It's over. I love that, dude. It's in every fucking 80s movie, man. Tony was like... But he does legit. Next time you watch it, he tried the karate chop. He tried the karate chop. Fucking John McClane. I was like, wow, dude. Bad karate was like karate chop. It makes me think of that guy on the internet. You don't want to be ninja, on Diamond Dave. Yeah. Don't be ninja. Don't want to be ninja. Don't be trying us on the kids or your dogs. There's a Judy chop. There's a karate chop and a ninja chop. You ever seen this? I don't know if I have. This is like old YouTube stuff. Yeah. Oh god, this is like so YouTube, good. like year one. This oh. guy's got a whole series, but it's not Ask a Ninja. No. Okay, I used to watch that. All right, we see the Thornburg is with Lucy McLean and tells that she wants her mommy to come home. What? Why? Why did Paulina, uh, Senorita Belvedere, open the fucking door? So they threatened to call INS. This tips off Hans that Holly is John's wife, so he grabs her because of her face. She needed to stay expressionless. So, back on the roof, John is fighting with Carl, who gets the upper hand, and says, Your brother squeal. I'm going to make you fucking squeal. Just like this. When I broke his fucking neck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> John might be a psychopath. John's, John's been through a lot. <laughs> it's been a rough night, to be fair. That tank top was white an hour ago. Now it's black. He had feet an hour That's ago. That's true. And it's a good thing he's wearing his brown pants. Yeah. <laughs> So the Johnsons are in the helicopter, and they're headed to the roof, and he's yelling, woo! Yeah, the Johnsons are out of control. All right, so the party goers, as I call them, are being brought to the roof. Hans calls out to John, but he's busy. Carl gets the gun and starts shooting at John and shoots John, and you hear him go, uh! He shoots him in the shoulder. Uh, Theo and Hans are loading Barabons. And Holly calls him a common thief. And Hans says, I'm an exceptional thief. Since it would have been kidnapping, you might treat me be more, be more polite. Mr. Potter. Ms. Gennaro. So John and Carl are still fighting. And John <laughs> hangs Carl with a chain and sends him flying. He says, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to fucking cook you, and I'm going to fucking eat you. And then he wraps a, wraps a chain around his throat and hangs him. He's a little upset at this dude. And he's the good guy? And he killed this whole... He killed all the remaining members of this family. <laughs> this buff end of the line. Yes. Um, Johnson is now yelling, Yeah, it's just like Saigon. You remember? And he's like... And Black Johnson's like, I was in high, high school, school, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so John heads to the roof, and he's looking for Holly, and everybody's like, She's at the vault. And he's like, All right, well, everybody get out of here. And no one moves. So he starts to shoot. Yeah, move. Go. They're going to blow this fucking roof up. This is the second time he shot at people who were not terrorists. Because he turned Al's car to Swiss cheese. He could have shot that cop. And well, this bolt's he's got him in. Yeah. There's a whole fucking roof full of explosives and hostages. 
he could have injured someone. So the feds see someone shooting on a rooftop, so start shooting at John. Yep. Of course he says, is. I'm on your side, assholes. <laughs> they don't hear him over like the it. shooting in helicopters. You're covered in blood and you have a machine gun. They can't hear you. So John grabs a fire hose and wraps it around himself. The fuck are you doing, John? It's <laughs> a good question. I'd be asking myself that very same yeah. thing. It'd be a lot like this. I'd say verbatim. The fuck are you doing, John? <laughs> Not sure this is the way I would get off that roof, I gotta tell you. Like Tony wouldn't mm. do this. I think I might just end up dead at that point. <laughs> I think I would end up dead a long time ago. <laughs> I would do or this would just, just because be I saw this in the movie. <laughs> so I'm gonna die anyway. I'm gonna try something to cool. Four you know? fifteen. <laughs> and just waited. <laughs> so as the party goers head Call down, Call 911. Hans orders from one of the other offices. You could have went to floor six. No one was on floor six. <laughs> so there are iconic John ready. jumping off the roof scene, and he has to shoot his way into the building, and then his little rig falls down, and he has to unhook himself. He can't get through the glass, so he has to shoot it. We do get nice bloody footprints on the glass. Yep. John makes his way down to the 30th floor, and he's looking for Holly. In the basement, we see that there is an ambulance, and in the same truck that fit all the terrorists earlier in the movie, this is what's called a mistake. Mm. <laughs> they were all inside the ambulance. Yeah. All 30 of them. Mm-hmm. But you know who else sees this ambulance? Argyle. Mm-hmm. Argyle sees him. John sees that there is only two bullets left in his gun, but he's got some tape. <laughs> okay, and I said to John... <laughs> This is the most unbelievable scene in the whole movie. And I said, how the this fuck, is the most unbelievable thing in the movie. How the movie? fuck did John McClane tape a gun to his back? <laughs> First of all, he got shot in the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. How are you reaching and, it? Yeah, and how, how is he getting that <laughs> yeah. taped? Yeah. How? Yeah. I need, I need a breakdown <laughs> of the Especially physics. Especially stick tape to, your, to your dirty, sweaty I ass. See. I can see. It's more believable a, that he jumped off that roof and lived. A that he got that party gum at their house taped to his back. Is try to tape this yeah. to your back and get it off. Yeah. All right, like water yeah. guns. You got thirty. You got guns. you got one minute. You, did. you got one minute and two pieces of tape and a gun. Tape this to your back and then pull it off with, with, within a minute. Go. Kids, we're almost done. Dominate. Okay. Argyle drops Lumo into the ambulance and knocks out Theo with one punch. That really surprised me, actually. <laughs> John calls out to Hans and points his machine gun at him and um, what I call Lobby Thug. He would lose. Okay. Um, Lobby Thug is looking at a gun and we see that it's about to get... Um, and we see that this is all about a fucking robbery. Hans tells him to put the gun down and points the gun at Holly. John drops the gun and puts his hands up and... <laughs> pulls the gun off his back and he yells, motherfucker shoots a lobby guy in the head. He couldn't even been able to get both of his hands like, yes. up because he got shot in the shoulder again. Mm-hmm. And Hans falls through a window, grabbing Holly, holding on to her as he falls down. He's holding on by the Rolex. Just then, John runs to her aid and dislatches her watch, and Hans falls to the ground. Important history fact they told um, Alan Rickman, We're going to let you go on three. One, and let him go. (laughs) So that look on his face is genuine. He was legit shocked they were dropping him. (laughs) But thus falling Han to fall to his death. 
back on the ground. We see the Thornbird <laughs> shows up as John and Holly come out of the building. John's wearing a fireman coat now. Why? Why the fuck well, not? Who knows? Well, because he was covered in blood and he had on a tank top. So, you know, they gave him a jacket. So, you know, you got shot. Let's just put somebody else's coat yeah. over it. And then here's Argyle. You can roll. <laughs> we don't need you to fill any, fill any kind like, of... He needs to at least go to the hospital yeah. and get his feet well, sewn when together. Dwayne, <laughs> when Dwayne was like, I got questions, we need to debrief, he ain't wrong. No, he's not. No. So Holly punches Thornburg in the face, which comes back in the sequel. Yeah. Um, John makes eye contact with Al, and their timers go off, and this is true <laughs> love, and they hug it out like bros. Just then. Then he introduces his wife. This is my wife, Holly. Holly Gennaro. She's Holly McLean. Uh, Dwayne wants rebriefing. Just then, Carl shows up, and we're like, bullshit. You're like, wait, what? He was hanging yeah. from a chain. <laughs> By the throat. But Al skins that smoke wagon and puts it to work and shoots him three times. Now, in reality, every cop standing there is shooting this motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> They're shooting that until them guns feel light. Argyle breaks through a fucking uh, a gate. And Al's about to shoot him. He's like, no, no, he's with me. Like too late. And he we already shot. Picks up the McLeans. Um, Thornburg. Uh, da 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 da. Um, if you get this uh, idea in your head, this is not a Christmas movie. No, we get Argyle. If this is your idea of Christmas, I gotta be here for New Year's. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Movie. The end. What'd you think, Elaine? Okay. God. Uh, my favorite character is John McLean. With special mention of Carl, who I really like. Carl? Yeah, I like Carl. My least favorite ki- favorite is the Johnsons. They pretty much suck. Um, my favorite line is uh, Glass. Who gives a shit about Glass? Uh, my favorite tertiary object you is... You fucked on national TV. The crunch bar that... Alan, oh, you stole mine! Al Long steals <laughs> as the character of Uli is his name. And... God, I don't have a favorite scene. There's so many really, really good ones that I can't seem to pick a favorite. So I'm not gonna because this movie is great. That's a yay. I give it a yay. All right, Carly. All right, my favorite character is is Hans Gruber. I love Alan Rickman. The potato peel pie movie. Yes. He's also dead. Wasn't in thanks for <laughs> thanks for bringing us down. But he wasn't. Don't bring me hey, down. Hey, fucking rain cloud. Bruce, have another golden Cadillac. My least favorite character. I'm gonna go with Ellis, although I very nearly picked the Johnsons. Um, no relation. My favorite line is um, when he says, or when he says, <laughs> when the ladies like this channel is reserved for emergency mm-hmm. calls only. He says, no oh, fucking shit, lady. <laughs> Does it sound like I'm ordering a pizza? Uh, uh, I should have known that was your favorite, yeah. but I don't know. That was um, my backup. My favorite scene, I'm going to go with when he has to shoot his way back in and then he almost falls back out. And my favorite tertiary object, I know he's not really tertiary, but it's Carl Winslow. <laughs> He's not a main character. (laughs) I almost picked Argyle's name. (laughs) It's a cool name. I'll let you pick Argyle, but I don't know. I mean, I could just say I don't have one, but I already said what it was, so you're going to let me do it. (laughs) Whether you agree or disagree, it's irrelevant. 
I think that the person who like, decided die hard for, for a movie of underappreciated movie podcast. John, didn't you pick the glaive as a your oh, 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 oh. Movie? So I don't think you have a leg like, to stand up. on. Oh shit. Excuse me, it's Brown's Glave. <laughs> Elaine will be playing the part of the archaeologist. <laughs> she'll be digging up old shit. <laughs> Tony? I also oh. am yaying this man. <laughs> uh, sorry, you stopped. <laughs> I was going to keep going, but then we got sidetracked. <laughs> All right, Tony, go ahead. like this whole episode. Yeah. Favorite character is John McLean. Least favorite character is Ellis. Glad he got shot and possibly will die soon. Wow. Wow. In real life. That's a real kid. I'm just kidding. He's <laughs> a real kid. I'm just kidding. He could be a great dude. He is probably. I'm just <laughs> joking. But I didn't like his character because he's a douchebag. How great of an actor he is. Uh, my favorite line is... Uh, when um, what's a uh, ruckus man? What's his name? The the uh, leader of the cops. Can you describe the ruckus? Dwayne. Dwayne. When he when he tells uh tells uh Carl Winslow that um. It's not Carl Winslow. <laughs> that he's like uh you know we don't know who this guy is or what he's doing. He could be one of the terrorists, and he's he's going to be held accountable. And he goes, you think he gives a crap about what you're going to do to him if he gets out of there? Why don't you wake up and smell what you shoveling? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my favorite scene is the end with the two bullets. Uh, Community did an amazing uh, redo of that in the in the show. With and, the tape? Yeah, they're they're doing a paintball. Who did the tape? It's a paintball. They're doing a paintball thing, and and at the end he's like, I don't have any guns, and they're like, Okay, and he goes and shoots him. It's really cool. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is the Beretta because it's the same one they use that Riggs uses in the weapon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, this movie, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's like, that's a barely a yay. We already it's discussed. Die hard. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever seen this little movie, but, you know. Uh, my favorite character is John McClane. Mm-hmm. My, my least favorite character John is another, Thornburg. Another movie where John's Oh, character. Thornburg, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a shitbag. Yeah. Yeah, I want him to get punched in the face again. <sighs> or at least get a bunch of marshmallow he's dumped terrible. on him. Yeah. My favorite line was Carly's, but I'll go, I'm not the one who just got butt fucked on national TV. He's bringing it back. Because <laughs> butt fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite tertiary object, see, <laughs> it was the crunch bar. But now I'm going to go with the VHS, CB, CD, mm-hmm. uh, limo. All the fancy stuff. All the fancy the stuff. limo. Because you know how much I love um, retro tech. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And Until you have to use it. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. I've been bitching about a, D- a Blu-ray player for the past two days. <laughs> what did I not do? My favorite scene. Uh, my favorite scene takes place between the opening credits and the closing credits. Because <laughs> yeah. this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's Die Hard. Highest of gays. Watch it every time it's on. No matter what. If you're doing something and Die Hard is on, stop what you're doing and you watch Die Hard. That's right. The Joey. Is it? Is it top ten? Is it top five? Top five. Is it top three? Maybe. It's up there. It's fucking Die Hard. Yeah, but is it better than The Godfather? Is it better than no? Is it better than once upon a time? Is it more rewatchable? Yes. (laughs) No, but like in your. But no, let's discuss this because in your in your top. The Godfather has to beat it. Also, The Gentleman. Also, Rocky. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Also, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Also, Thor Ragnarok. Mm. So yeah, that's five Thor right Ragnarok there. Beat Die Hard. I don't think so. Does Rocky, does Rocky beat Die Hard? That's tough because they're completely different films. <laughs> and they're both rewatchable. 
Put your hands. Die Hard's more fun. Rocky, Rocky's a better story. Is it? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, you don't, you don't get the. We the also bring up Ocean's Eleven, which is. Just oh like, yeah, there's yeah, another one. This is another one of my favorite oh, movies. Oh yeah. And you can't go wrong with any of these, but I would, on any given day, any of those could be in the top five. No, any given Sunday is not in the top. Five. No, any given Sunday is not in any of those. That movie was really, 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 really fucking long. And bad. <laughs> All right, so Carly. All right. For a second, I forgot we were still recording. (laughs) (laughs) Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Perhaps we can convince Tony to post a picture of Miss B and her pineapple bed for you on the Facebook page. You can also email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com if you would like to share your opinions about this or any movie that we have done or will do. And tune in next week on the podcast for Tony's Christmas pick. No, it's regular pick. New Year's. Tony's Die so, Hard is our Christmas movie. <laughs> so I decided to what, what? to do something on, a little on. a little out of my wheelhouse. Krampus. Oh gosh. I went. Vampires. I went to do a vampire movie because <laughs> I've never done one of those before. No. Wow. Of course so not. Doctor Vampires exist? No. So I'm going to do 2022's Morbius. Morbius. Starring Jared Leto. I have thoughts on the movie. Okay. I've never seen it. Morbius. Shocker. <laughs> I was surprised you saw Die Hard. <laughs> I have been married twice. <laughs> That's twice as many dudes making her watch Die Hard. <laughs> Your ex-husband like Die Hard? I think so. Mm. I was never really a fan of him. <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah, but he was—he had a penis, so we liked Die Hard. <laughs> well, them do be fox. <laughs>